Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. MVP, MVP, MVP. Oh, thank you for saying that to me. Thank oh, you. God. It tells oh. me you love me. Uh, I, 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 I want to thank Derek on. Yes, uh, um, yeah, that was really, a bad y'all, stop, y- y'all can stop mocking MVP. Rat, not right. Rat now. Rat now. Rat now. Yes. I, Welcome I truly, in. I, I truly deserve this. I truly deserve this. Um, I, um, <laughs> bro, it's about damn time. Yes. Amen. And yes. hopefully, hopefully this goes. Hopefully this pushes us where we need to go as far as into this playoffs. I like I said before. I, I'm the. I wasn't on the show yesterday, but I did tell you guys they were going to get this first one, didn't they? You we're did. Not playing. You did. I'll tell you what. I, I need to go yeah. play the lottery with you because <laughs> yeah, for real, you're, you are on a roll, my friend. Okay, you not you. So you call. Let me let me just think back to some of this stuff, man. Uh, you nailed the Sixers on Monday. You now Bijan going eight to the Falcons. Right. You called Nolan Smith. Uh, you know, I'm missing like Sydney Brown. Sydney Brown. Called Sydney Brown. Uh, there um, was something else that you got. Phillies. Was it the Phillies? Oh my uh, God, it's killing. Also, me. All, I, I said uh, I said we, we're going to play on Monday because um, I uh, because uh, Atlanta was going to fight back. Yeah, Atlanta was going. You had Atlanta yep. winning Game yep. Five. Yep. Over the Celtics, yes, yep. yes, yes. So, probably say this: I, I just Barrett's the this. real MVP. Yes, I just <laughs> want to add this, Barrett. For as much as you've been wrong this year, I'm proud of you having a string of success right now. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what we call a backhanded compliment. Right. Right. That's, that's a but I want to go to Vegas with you. I want to. Mm-hmm. I want to go to Vegas with you, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, welcome in everybody. Happy Hump Day! It is. Uh, we are Sports Take Jacob oh, Sports YouTube hey. Network. That is B Brooks. That is the God. All right. Before we get to to yeah. Embiid, hi present. Uh, before we get to Embiid, Barrett, how was the Brian Dawkins uh, golf event? Unbelievable event. So, yeah, give me give us a little little flavor here. First, first off, man, it was. I mean, of course, you know Tank was there. You know Hollis Thomas was there, and he did his you know traditional oh, ride around. He's the only guy I know that goes to to golf events. Never golfs, no. but rides no. around a golf no. course and yeah. still yeah. gets acknowledged as a golfer. You know what I'm saying? He he did that he last still, year. That sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's uh he did that again. You know, yeah. um, I mean everybody was there quick. Uh all the boys were there, you know, the freak was there. Um they had uh they Dawes, had, right? Dawes, yeah. Don didn't come yeah. uh five didn't come this year. I saw Seth, but, uh, right? Seth was McNair there. McNair wasn't there? No, oh. Matt wasn't there. Uh Westbrook was there. I mean, it was I mean it was star studded events, you know. Trent Cole was even there. Nice, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh David Akers. Yeah. David Akers is there. Yeah, very cool. Uh, starting quarterback for Penn State was there. 
Oh, Sean Clifford. Sean Clifford, yeah. Oh, Sean okay. Clifford. Now, now a Packer, Derek Gunn. Yes. Yeah, what? What? He's a Packer. Yeah, I know. Okay, next question. Yeah, All right. Okay. Now, who, who was it? Uh, your force would be? Who, who yeah. did you? Who did I you actually play? had I had I had um a couple of guys from the Eagles um the Eagles um um what do you call it advertising department? Okay. They, okay. they want to sell the you know sell the 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 you know sweets. Oh right. Over right. the Novacare, set up you know events and everything you know. So that's that's what I was. Doing. Very cool. How'd you hit them, bro? I can tell. <laughs> In the water, in the woods, and the, in the woods, the in the mud. He went to the beach, the Derek, but he didn't go to the beach. If you know what I'm saying, he was wearing yeah. goloshes the whole exactly. day. Exactly. Yeah. If there was a stick post or something uh, like that that was in the fairway or in the way, I was gonna hit it. I hit okay. it. I hit okay. everything I would, but what there I was supposed go. to hit. It, gotcha. was, it was it was horrible, man. All right, all right. Well, so so look. so how cold was it, B Brooks? Bruh, it was, they say it was 55, but there's no way it was 55. No, it was 55. Was raining. Mm. It was it was man. Mm. It was it was it was. Terrible conditions when it's supposed to be May, and that's the only reason I'm, yes. I'm just saying it's May. This it's it's cold outside for it to be May. Yeah, it is. But yeah, I, mean, I was off a day off with playing yeah. golf. I mean, There's worse things in the yeah. world. There's right, 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 yeah, right, right, right. Dude, last year it was like 78 degrees, and I was out there because I had to MC some things. And um, dude, it was the perfect hold day it, from hold day hold and hold night. You guys said this is this is great fitness road. Barrett makes epic picks that come true. Rob gets people fired. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. Absolutely just, right. He she right. knows us well. She knows us well. Yes. And I'm and, I, and I'm just here so I don't get fined. That's the only That's reason it. I'm here. That's it. Well, so I look, I thought this was pretty cool. I want to start off uh by showing everybody this. So this was last night. Wait, 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 hold up, down. hold up, hold oh. up. You forgot something. You forgot something. We have a challenge extended oh. to the followers. Don't forget about the challenge. Got the challenge okay. first. All right. So here's the challenge. So after the Sixers won on Monday night, Barry, we'll, we'll keep catch up on this one. So I started getting the how many for Rob to do a celebratory gritty. Uh-huh. Getting. So what was the number, Gunner? What did we what did we put it at uh, yesterday? 300. 300. Okay. So if we get 300 likes today, I will I will film a a a, a gritty part two uh, tonight. We will we will go back to that well as if it wasn't Dude, bad. I may not make it through the show. I may not make it through. The show. <laughs> it will reveal the video tomorrow. Okay, so if we get to 300, who's, who's going to record the video? Uh, probably Maddie against her will. Oh, yes. she will do it. You're going to traumatize her again. I am. I am. It's been a while. So, uh, that's what we'll do. If you get, if we get to 300 likes, I will, I will unleash gritty part two tomorrow to you guys, the video, I promise. Okay. So let's tone you're, you're keeping track of this thing. Tone's locked in right now. All right. He, so he's got it. So if we get there guys, I'm doing it. All right. Not, also, not only this that, will be better. But not only that, Chris D John Dickerson, Duckwin, who else are some of our, our regulars? Fitness you guys Rebel. are Fitness Rebel. You guys are our Coach Adam. Marcus. You guys are our marketing department today. You have to constantly remind the chat, get this number up to 300. I'm putting okay. it on you guys today. You guys extended the challenge. Rob accepted it. Therefore, it is on you guys to make this happen. So the names okay. that I called out, you guys have to keep pushing the numbers. Plain and yes. Okay. All right. Let's drill it. Let's drill the like button. All right. So I'm in. All right. Now, uh, this was this was cool. So this is before the game last night, the early game, which was the Knicks and the Heat. 
uh, TNT show and the MVP comes down. I want, I just want you guys to see the emotions, two things, the emotions from Joel Embiid and watch how happy, legitimately happy, not fake happiness his teammates are for him. So check this out. This is, this is when the announcement came down from Charles Barkley that Joel Embiid was the MVP of the NBA. This is from last night. Check it out. The 
this yep. season, this 82-game season. You can argue all you want. Jokic is better. Giannis is better. There's fair arguments across the board. Whether you, you know, It's like anything you do. You like green, I like blue, he likes red. It doesn't make a difference, and, and nobody's wrong. But in this moment in time, for this season, nobody performed better than Joel Embiid on both ends of the floor. I don't and, know. And we not even, we're not even incorporating how much pain he played through to get to this point, to the finish line yeah. of the season. How well, many games he missed? Let, let's look at that. He comes over. If you would see the video of him when he's like 15 – he can't even dunk a basketball, even though he's like six foot ten. Exactly. He's told he never played the game. He played volleyball exactly. and soccer. They were his sports and in, in growing up in, in, in Cameroon. And, and you know, he had size and he got invited to a basketball camp, uh, Luke Bamute. Yes. And that sort of got the ball rolling. But even when he came over here to go to he went to high school in Florida for to play basketball, he he had no idea what he was doing. This guy worked his yes. tail off. Right. And, and then he 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 gets drafted third overall, but he had to sit out two years in the process of that happening. Tragically, his brother gets, gets run over by a car in his yep. homeland and dies. Like think about how lonely you are to begin with, to be in a different country. And then that happens to your brother. He goes through all exactly. kinds of injuries, just keeps working, working, working to get to this point. It's an unbelievable perseverance story more than anything else. No question. Bro, bro, no question bro, look at what, that. look, you know, look at what, his game and how his game has progressed since then. You know, he used to be just a big man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Imagine I mean, imagine what he went through to 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 free throw shootings. You know, to, to he that became his his ultimate weapon, man. His ability to shoot free throws really put him and set him apart from most big men. Mm-hmm. You know, his free throws gave him an extra 15 points a Shoots night. Shoots 86% as a seven <laughs> foot two guy. Come on, yeah. like guards would die to have that percentage. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. He shoots technicals. Exactly. <laughs> so I mean, you're talking about a guy that he honed his game that much, and he had a problem with his feet, man. So you know, he he couldn't play. So yeah. what does he do? He just in, in engulfs himself into shooting, yep. shooting from everywhere, threes in the paint, uh, euro step. He he developed his euro step, man. All that stuff he worked on and got better. I mean. If if Ben Simmons had just one fourth, a quarter of the drive that Embiid would have, we'd be yeah. talking about you know a, a a great great player. But I mean, he just didn't have any of that. Embiid has it all. You know what I'm saying? He's he's constantly manipulating his game to be the best player he can be, bro. Yeah, no question. And 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 look, there's um, I'm happy for him because it does mean right. something, and that's okay. Right. That's okay. Here, but here's what what really stood out to me is the genuine joy from the teammates like right. these dudes yes. were over the moon for him and and uh, he spoke a little bit earlier today one of the cool things that he said was he said that james harden will never admit this to me but i know one of his missions this year was to get me the mvp he catered his mm. game to, to be able to feed me and get me the mvp wow a- and and mm. that's pretty cool man and yeah, indeed gave him a gave him a rolex uh as a thank you wow. uh not wow. again, we know Harden doesn't need a watch and all whatever before all the comments start, but it's a nice gesture from Joel and B. But so I just thought it was really cool, man. And those guys, like you saw Tobias Harris, you saw Maxi, you saw all those guys jump them, and they, yes. you know, that was real, man. I don't care what anybody says, right? Right, happy. right, right, just genuine and, and, affection. And, and, and Cal, no, he didn't know how to shoot three, he wasn't shooting threes and stuff at, at University of Kansas. He wasn't no. even close to being the player. That wasn't he was his game. He, he was, no. Yeah, he was a back to the basket. He was, he was a back to basket big man in the in the in the most sense of being a big man. Yeah, he developed his game. 
it couldn't do Euro steps back then. So he had to learn the Euro step. You know, I mean, right. just, those are all things he worked on himself. He couldn't shoot free throws. I said, I, yeah, I, Mr. Rudy Pooh's right. I, I flipped that. Harden gave him bead the watch. My bad. Thank you, Rudy Pooh. Thanks for keeping me, uh, right. keeping me straight. Um, but either, either way, it was just a really cool uh, – I thought it was a great night. I thought it was a nice gesture. Now, here's the other interesting piece of this thing, guys. Uh, according to Shams and Woj, uh, they're saying Embiid's on schedule to play tonight. And now he was asked about it a little bit earlier and still gave you the sort of, uh, you know, we'll see. I'm feeling good. I have to get cleared by the doctors. But it's trending towards him playing. Yeah. Um, Would you play him now? Gunner and I – I, I, I think we see it differently. I I would play him if he's cleared. I would. I mean, do you do you, do you, you got, monitor I mean, his minutes? You mean because if he's gonna play, he's just gonna play. You know, you can't monitor his minutes. No, there's none of that. Yeah, you're just in. You're yeah. Like put a pitch done. count on him. You just, he's just got to play. But I'm not to say that they could win again tonight. You, you got the all- him, Why you can't they? Trust. They did it the first game. Right, right. But I'm just saying, you got to trust. You do. You got to trust your backups. You got to trust, you know, B-Ball, Paul. You got to trust those guys to go out there and play, man. And there's nothing like, there's nothing like, you know, being in that position as B-Ball, Paul, and be like, you know, yo, they're giving me an opportunity to be great. And he latched on to it and and made it happen. He made it happen. I didn't think that, I didn't think the doc gave him enough in the, uh, during the season for him to step up like he stepped up. I didn't think he had enough reps. I didn't think he had enough burn to go out there and play the way he played. But he gave some enthusiasm. He gave he gave that energy that the team needed, man. And there was huge free throws that he hit, man. But, I'm, I mean, congratulations to him, too, for stepping his game up. Oh, he was in, he was spectacular. Look, here's the thing about tonight. And and I get the – Gunner, I get where you're at. Buy him a couple more days. I I, I see it. I do. Um, but to me, if I can throw the, the absolute kill shot here and get up 0-2 or 2-0 I agree. Uh, going back home. Right. But, but the other thing is – I just don't know what you're going to get out of Harden tonight. I mean, right. he went nuts exactly. the other night, and it's a, he's yes. got one day off in between. He had nine before that game the other night. Right. I don't know what he's going to do, and you know, let's face it, Boston was getting whatever they wanted offensively in the first half of that Down game. The they paint. won't be yep. able to do that with Embiid. Well, you, you're right, man. I mean, look, Melton. You know, I mean, he was awesome. Melton, Melton had Melton 17. was awesome, dude. Yeah, but I think you know the unsung hero. And the fire that he gave, man, I, 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 I admit, man, PJ Tucker. Oh, yeah. My bad. Yes. My bad. My bad. Yeah. I was talking too much during the season. My mm-hmm. bad. Mm-hmm. You Did you see the video I sent bad. you? Did yes. My yeah. Bad. You that he's, he's getting into Paul bench, Reed. He's giving he's it to cursing Paul out. Reed. Yeah. He's cursing out Paul Reed. Bro, and then got, and, and Harden, Harden just sitting there going. Yep. You got to do it. You got to do that sometimes, man. I, I mean, I, I can prepare as a young guy and. And I can remember uh, guys don't even curse. Men of the cloth cussing me out. You know, Randall cussed me out. You know what I'm saying? And he, right, and he don't right. really cuss, but he was cursing me that day. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Guy Mac, you know, I mean, you need that sometimes to, 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 to pick you up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I was everything but a child of God my rookie year. You know what I'm saying? But you eventually know yeah. that, that yeah. you know, you, you got, you have a job to do. You got to do that job. It doesn't matter how much experience you got. You got to make this happen. Yeah. Yeah, See, see, here's why I stick to to what I'm saying. Okay. Hmm. So you got that all important split in the first two games of a series. Now, without Embiid, if he didn't play tonight, there's, I I put it in a 50 50 category that you could do it again tonight. Okay. If they lost that first game, I would have said the probability was 80 20, 90 10 against it happening. Therefore, you call on Embiid. But if you go home with the split, 
now that he has finally won that MVP, that that monkey is off his back, the emotions now have flowed. You unleash him at home for two games in front of the home crowd, and you at home one-to-one, and you've given him two additional days to rest up for what's to come, and that extra energy now of the MVP and a home crowd screaming down on you. You know, even with the brace on his leg, if he plays with the brace, Embiid is going to be a monster at home. He may still be a monster. If I play, if you play him tonight, and I just saw it in the chat comment, which I like, if you play him tonight, I monitor his minutes, number one. I might even bring him off the bench. I might not even start him tonight, but bring him off the bench sporadically in key moments to slow down Boston driving the paint at will, throw up a couple blocks, you know, here and there to make Boston think, you know, but I'm not playing him 38, 40 minutes in this game tonight. There's no way. Well, right. no, you can't. I mean, you you don't want to just go ahead and push them all out because now you know what you have in your team. Now, you know, yes. Harding's, yes. Harding's not going to give you Harding's not going to give you 45, but what makes you think Maxi couldn't give you 30 or, or Tobias Harris right. go out there and give you 28, you know what I'm saying? That's where that's where I'm at right now. That they could stepping they, up. Yeah. I, I just I think Boston is coming with haymakers tonight. They know oh, no I agree. You know, they're coming hard. Like there's gonna be a rush, a wave. That you're gonna you there's gonna be like you you're on the beach and here comes the tidal wave. You know, right. Well you hear what Horford said. Horford yeah. said that uh yeah, we we kind of took them lax or something to that nature. Yeah, he did. Saying yeah. that uh okay. well, okay. we were ready to play against the bead. We didn't have a bead, so we kind of it was kind of a letdown we didn't have a bead wasn't playing. Okay. Well, you know what? Boston came out <coughs> fire the first game. They shot 85% in the first quarter. They shot almost 74% by halftime. And they were still only down points at halftime. And even when Boston went on that run in the third quarter, the Sixers weathered that storm as well and yes, stayed yes, close yes. until the end. They they so did. they right. know what's coming. Sixers know what's coming tonight. They know yeah. there's a tidal wave from Boston coming tonight. But they Absolutely. also know – they have the character and the wherewithal to withstand that, even with the shortened bench. The fact that Doc Rivers only played eight players in that game Monday and they still won that game, if I'm if I'm the players and the coach, look what we can do without no the question. MVP. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, look and what we can do. Two guys you got to look at um, their game. You look P.J. Tucker, the toughness he had, but also – Maxie got that got that 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 hump off his back. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he got that he yes. got that stigmatism that you know I can't play against the, Boston, the Celtics right. off his back now. Yes, I can ball. I I just I just put up 26 against Boston. You know what I'm saying? So that's great too. You know? Yeah, yeah. I know. I I think all those things are valid. Look, the, the, no matter what happens tonight, even if B plays or doesn't play, if you win, you lose. Whatever. What you know about this team is they're different. They're just built differently mentally. Right, they're tougher right, right, than right. what these teams in years past have been. And that's what's most encouraging to me is like that you were able to to weather that stuff in game one without him. You know, as crazy as they got off in that game, you were only down three at the half. Like that right there told me exactly what this team's all about. And they're going to be in this thing till the end. And there were so many clutch plays, most of it by Harden, but, but it was Maxie Melton. Uh, Tucker doing dirty work, all that. Th- this team is different than the, yeah, than the teams yeah. in the past. So that's yeah, good. This, this, this is a totally different. Like, if you had this team, yeah, for last year, if they played with this team last year, mm-hmm. I think it would have been a much different outcome against, you know, you know, the second round of playoffs. I think it would have yeah. been much different. Much I agree. 
Agreed. Um, all right. So we have all of that. Um, and here's what we have today. I haven't even gotten into what we have today. So we're going to have EJ Smith is going to join us who covers the Eagles for the Philadelphia Inquirer. And then uh, Keith Pompey, who covers the Sixers for the Inquirer as well. They're going to be at 2 and 2.30 respectively. Uh, the other thing, big news last night was Bryce Harper returned, guys. Uh, yes. It was tough. It was, he went over four or three strikeouts and they got smoked. But it was good to see him back in the lineup uh, last night just to see him out there. Um, he was, he was, you know, discouraged with one of his at bats. He said, timing's going to come. He was facing one of the better lefties in the game in Urias. He, that, that guy's a stud, but Philly's got to get their act together and can't be getting beaten down like this where Cody Clemens is pitching, uh, to close out the game. They lost 13. Oh my God. Hey, dude, I don't want to see Cody Clemens pitching another game this season. It's two, two yeah. games back to back. That's wow. two games back to back. He's done. This. They've had four I, I, I or five mean, you know, games with with a position player pitching already this I, I year. That's unacceptable. That. Yeah. Well, you know, well, no question. I don't care about the injuries you have on your arms. You you built this rock, this pitching staff, starting pitching staff, rotation, depth, quality to handle these moments. There's no reason a position player should be pitching back to back games. I don't care if you were outscored twenty six to five in two games and they're hitting everything you throw up there like a softball game. There's no yeah. excuse for that. That was embarrassing last night. What happened? They put. Well, I mean, he's throwing forty five miles an hour. He, and, if, and the Dodgers are tapping singles left, right, center. It was like a Congo line to the plate. I don't want to see that anymore. There's no excuse what for that. that. What was that Bugs Bunny? It was like Bugs Bunny, uh, that Bugs Bunny <laughs> baseball game. Yeah. You're yeah. playing. Dun, 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 dun. Yes. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, with 26 Bugs points. Yeah. Yeah, 26 points in two games is ridiculous. Yeah, it's not acceptable. Three. Not acceptable. So there's that. Um, and, and like I said, we will, uh, we're going to dig into the Eagles when we come back here, uh, but a lot to get into. So we're going to look hold at up, the, hold up, bro. At, right now. We're 77 likes. Let me say it again. Mr. Taz, Mr. Rudy Poo, John Dickerson, Chris <laughs> D fitness rebel, Adams exploits, Cal Bundy, all of you, you want to see Rob do the greedy again? I do because I need a good laugh, first of all. But if you want to see him, hey, you guys are head of a marketing of the sports take marketing department today. All of you better get your people on board. If you want to see Rob do the gritty, 77 likes ain't enough. Now yeah. it's only the first segment, first 30 We're minutes early. of the show. Yep. We still have two and a half hours to go on this show. I expect it to be close to 200 by 130. I'm I'm just throwing it out there. All right. 300 is our number. Yeah. Right. It's just not fair, Rob. It's just not fair, man. Why is everybody picking on What's you? What's not right fair? Now? Well, no, the, the, the Rob, question is, is he's agreeing to do it. It might, it very well is going to be worse than the first one, which is hard to do. <laughs> but it, it, it's, it, it if I know me and my inability to, to dance, it's going to be worse. Yeah. Wow. And does I'm your doing daughter know how to do too. the gritty? Yeah. Do you, does yeah. your daughter know how to do the gritty? She knows how to do the gritty. Yeah. Does your son Bro. know how to do the gritty? Of course. I don't know. That's what they do, okay. man. Yeah, he might be able to. Yeah. I, I've never yeah. asked him if he. If okay. he yeah. Bro, your son you, is smooth, you, you, man. You can tell you're an athlete, yeah. too, man. He's smooth, man. He's smooth. Man. You, you I'm, need the, I'm the least an, smooth. Yeah, yeah. You need to take an hour's worth of lessons from your daughter before that camera yeah, goes on. Yeah, I'm serious. Yeah, yeah. Just an hour. Take an hour. And even right, though well, she laughs at you, chastise you the way we chastise our kids when they're little, take the abuse, take the criticism, Rob, so that you can you can stay. And tall in the saddle when you put it on film, and I can stand up and applaud you for Rob. Yeah, Rob, that's a hundred percent improvement compared to the last time we saw. It. Because if it's anything close to what we saw last, I'm telling you right now, I'm gonna have to take a Cap segment Tony, off the show. Man, Captain Tony, man, Captain Tony's in trouble, man. Captain Tony wants to start Captain Tony wants us all to do this. He's starting trouble, man. See, this one that he jabs, and then he'll then he'll go to work. He'll go to work and 
and and and and be gone for the next two hours. Then he'll come in and jab us again, and then get out of there again, man. Yes. All right. We'll we'll, we'll Ooh, see if we can get it. You know what? We'll I like this also. What's that? Wait, wait. I, I like this. Where was I saw this? They said it should have a chat challenge gritty. Like we should have a chat video. Ooh. I don't know how we would compile that, who you would send it to, but we should have people that who are regular in our chat groups you send, send a video tone. to Tom. Dickerson, you're up there. Yeah, get an email. Yes. Like get an email. I like yeah. this even better. Get, hey, hey, hey. All you people in the chat. Big Seals, you got to do it too. <laughs> big Seals. I want to see I want to see the Big Seals gritty. That's what I want to see. Hold on a second. I want to see that. <laughs> Okay, let, <laughs> let's let go to the thong. No shot. There's no <laughs> shot of the thong. Uh, I, I believe me, I, I could use the 300, but that we will not do that to people. <laughs> we do this show around lunchtime. They'll never be able to eat lunch again if I, if, if I roll out the, uh, the cold Dude, uh, your, daughter, your daughter and your wife would disown you for the rest of they the year would. if you did that. They would. That would be over. But I, I'd, have, I'd need somewhere to stay. If you're going to do uh, a thong, you got to make like, like a like – a, you got to use like a leopard skin thong or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> let me tell you something. Thong is off the table. Okay, friends. I, I will do the gritty, but don't push it with the thong or else. <laughs> bye bye. Hey, hey Barry. Right. Barry, can you imagine, can you imagine seeing Rob's pasty white body? I'm trying not to, Barry. No, nobody needs to see that. Okay. There's certain things that are better. You know, how they say there's certain things that are better left unsaid. There yeah, are certain yeah, things that are right. better left unseen. And that's one thing that's better left unseen. Trust me. I'm doing all of you a favor. Hey, 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 oh, Baron and Rob, Baron and Rob, just yeah. to get this thing going, on, I just yeah. hit the like button. Also, you guys hit the like button as well. All right. You guys all right. Hit the like We're button. on it. Yes. Let's see where we are. We will keep track. We will keep you posted. If we get there, I'll do it. If we don't, I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm on, the, I'm on the fire. I'll just say thank you. All right. If you don't, I'll just say thank you. All right. So let's uh, let's talk Eagles when we when we get back. We will do that uh, and get into because I legitimately think the first two and or three and or four rounds you could have guys contributing and or starting that were that were all taken this year. So let's dive into that yep. when yep. we come back. All right. That is Derek. That's Barrett. I'm Rob. Let's hit the like button. We are Sports Take Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Time to tell you about Bravo Pizza. Yes, we, they are a uh, a big, big piece of what we are doing here at Sports Take and Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Bravo Pizza of Habertown. Been going there since I was a kid. They've been family-owned since 1985. Alex and his crew, they're there every single day, man, and they're keeping that food fresh. It is made fresh daily. Flour sent in from Italy. Uh, not sitting under some heat lamp with your slices, and, and it's like cardboard. Nope, all fresh. They offer 20 different styles of pizza daily. They have slices to go. I love the upside down. That's my go-to, but you name it, they'll make it. That's right. Specialized pizza done your way, but they don't just do pizza. There's fresh pasta. There is sandwiches. There's wraps. There's wings. There's salads. All kinds of options for you. Bravo Pizza is committed to the community as well. They do fundraisers for charity schools, little leagues, where the proceeds go to those organizations. In fact, this Monday and Tuesday, they will be raising money for the Eagles Autism Challenge. They step up and they do it all. Follow Bravo Pizza of Havertown on Instagram and Facebook for daily specials and promotions at the Bravo Pizza of Havertown. They are located at 1305 Westchester Pike in the Manoa Shopping Center in Havertown. That's 1305 Westchester Pike, Manoa Shopping Center, Havertown. 610-446-3810. 610-446-3810. Bravo Pizza of Havertown.
Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. at Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you're having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Derek, soon to be Barrett in that chair that you're seeing right there. I'm Rob. We're hanging out with you on this Wednesday. So I understand we're, uh, according to Gigi, we're at about 125 likes. So let's see uh, see what we can do, friends. Let's go. Let's get, let's that, go. Let's get that bad boy up. Let's get that bad boy up. All right. Um, so a couple things, guys. L- let's take a look at the, uh, the draft uh, from the Eagles because, you know, last year was an interesting situation where, you didn't necessarily have to get contributions directly and you didn't really from your first three picks, really any of your draft picks didn't give you monster contributions. You got special teams from the Kobe Dean a little bit here and there from others, but it was really more uh Reed Blackett than anybody else who was undrafted. That won't be the case this year. Um, Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith, Tyler Steen, Sidney Brown, Kaylee Ringo. Let's just deal with those guys right now. Mm-hmm. You could really make a case that, if not starting, every single one of those guys will contribute. Barrett, I'll start with you on this one. Um, I think Carter, by the by, if, if he stays healthy, when all is said and done at the end of the season, has more snaps than any other <clears throat> defensive tackle. Agree or disagree? I agree. I agree. Because he's not a situational football player. He'll be out there in all situations. He just won't be in pass plays like they probably will do um, – 
Nelson. Nelson, you know, um, I mean, Nolan, sorry, not Nelson, Nolan. Nolan will probably play situational football, like on, on you know, third and long, third down. second and long, you know, where they need pass rush. Um, when you look at Fletch, Fletch is a little older, but he's not a situational football player either. He can play all four downs also, but he's older. Carter's younger. When you look at um, Davis, Davis is a situational football player. He's going to be on first and second down. Rundowns. Um, Hassan Reddick could play all of them, but there are times where they'll take him out on like goal line situation and everything. Carter will play all those. You know what I'm saying? You usually take the smaller guys out in those goal line situations, those fourth and ones when they want beef up there. So he'll get the majority of the snaps because he's young, number one. Number two, he plays all the downs. And number three, he's a first-round draft choice, a number nine pick. They want to optimize that value they have in him. So he will play more snaps than just about anybody on the team, on well, on that defensive line. Right, right. Um, and, Derek, I think there's – you know, I don't want to gloss over what Barrett just laid out, so if you want to jump in on that. But I think there's a really distinct chance that Sidney Brown is, your, is one of your starting safeties too. Where, where do, where do you uh, go? I, I agree 100%. Um, uh, you know what? Illinois is never really known for having outstanding football teams, but they do turn out some great individual talent. And I think Brown has the capability of pushing Reed Blankenship to the point where he could win that job coming out uh, of training camp. You know, I, I love his physicality. I love everything about him. Um, he comes up, he makes hits. You can play him down in a box. You can move him around. Um, the, the real fascination with me with all of these pieces is what is Matt Patricia say what we, we can say what we want to say about Matt Patricia as a head coach, but he is highly respected as a coordinator moving chess pieces around and developing young players. And I think he's a great addition to this coaching staff uh, to go along with whatever Sean decide decides to do. I think Sidney Brown has all the attributes to, to push. And that's not a knock against Blankenship because I thought Blankenship, although he, he went through the growing pains, he has some good moments. He has some not so good moments. He has the capability of being a starter in the national football league. But I think if th this young man, Brown, if he plays up the capability, he could be your, one of your starting safeties coming out of training camp. Mm -hmm. I'm yeah. going to tell you this. I played with some hall of fame safeties. You know, I played with, you know, two of the best safeties uh, in the game. Two Hall of Famers. I played with Brian Dawkins. I played with George Palomalo. I'm not saying that he has the physical attributes of a Brian Dawkins or a George Palomalo, but I do see the same type of ferociousness the way this kid plays. He wants to be great. He has the mindset that they have as far as being the best player he can be and optimizing, you know, every thread of athleticism he has in his body. He's going to play that type of game. So when I look at him, I see a guy that just will not be denied. He's going to be great. He's not going to be denied a spot on the 53-man roster. Mm -hmm. He will not be in the, on this team and not be a part of the game plan going forward. Mm -hmm. He'll probably start off on like big nickel situation. Big nickel being they take a linebacker out, they have two linebackers, and then you have a safe, three safeties in the game because he has the versatility to go out there and line up man-to-man -man against receivers. He can play uh, running backs and tight ends, cover those guys. But he also has a knack for and a nose for the ball. I like this kid, even when we were talking about the, the pre-draft process, 
of when I watch film on him, I'm sitting there trying to watch film on Witherspoon, but I can't stop looking at Brown the whole time. Hmm. I'm like, what is going on? This guy's flashing more than Witherspoon. So a lot of the times you can be great at cornerback when you have great safeties behind you. And that's kind of what, what was going on in, um, in, uh, in Illinois. I mean, these guys played in Lovey Smith's uh, uh, defense. So Lovey, man, he, you got to be able to play. You got to be able to tackle. You got to be able to cover. You got to be able to do everything in a Lovey Smith defense. And I think that's why this kid is going to be great because he understands where he's supposed to be at, how he's supposed to be there, and and, and get there with an attitude. So this man, I, I love this kid. I see he's going to be starting. Even if it's not day one, at least by the fourth game of the season. What, um, in your estimation, what are the odds that Steen can uh, can get the guard spot over Jurgens? Uh, he has a lot to learn. Still, he has a lot to learn. Still, he's he's unpolished. He's 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 strong. He's aggressive. He's a mauler. And it'd be great to be a guard. I think he's more of a guard than a tackle. He's got to get that same knack. That quick twitch that um, the rest of those guys have, and it takes a little bit. You got to go to Stout University, and he may have to take a night class or two. He might have to take some, uh, you know, some <laughs> summer school at yeah. Stout University for him to learn it. But once you learn it, man, I mean, you know, it's great how Stoutland took what Jason Peters had and is incorporated into everybody's game in that um, on that offensive line. That jumping the ball, jumping the snap count. Getting out there to a spot and ready to, you know, fight as soon as you get to that spot. That's what that's what Stoutland University brings out of players. I thought that you know he was Sting was a little slow off the ball at times, and and you can't do that you know when you know in the NFL he's gonna have to learn that he's a powerful guy, but he's got to be a more of explosive type of guy. It's a difference between a powerful guy and being an explosive guy. You can be powerful, but you're slow. Right. methodical, you know what I'm saying? Even though he has great technique, he's kind of lumbering with it. You got to get that explosiveness in you, and the explosiveness will help you out because you're getting to a point, you're ready at that point, you're ready to fight him right then and there. That's what he's got to learn. He's got to learn that ability. But he has everything else that you want from a, um NFL offensive lineman. He can come in, he'll start. He's going to start at some point at the guard position. You can believe that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a great opportunity for him to learn under Stalin, learn under the other guys, Absolutely. get acclimated, indoctrinated into it. And then if Kelsey retires during the center in 24, he steps in in 24 at the guard spot. Yep. But the chance of him starting now, he'll have an opportunity to be a swing guy. He'll probably be a swing guard, swing tackle right. for this team, you know. But, you know, he, he's an Alabama offensive lineman. Stoutland loves Alabama offensive linemen. That was the direct pick from Stoutland. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's not like this kid is is is, is not worth the pick that he we would go third round. It's not like uh, he's not worth it. Mm-hmm. He he's he's worth that pick. He's probably worth a little higher than that. He has all the fundamentals to be a really good player. He just got to learn that explosiveness. You yeah. know, and that that just comes with time. Yep. Yeah, Derek, I, look, I don't think there's any question that these guys are going to play a big part. There's opportunities, especially on the defensive side of the ball, where there weren't last year. You were you were stacked. You had guys up against you. Like Carter can get right in there. Sidney Brown can get right in there. Nolan Smith in a rotation can get right in right. there. And, and and that's if everybody stays healthy. And then Ringo, Ringo in the nickel a little bit. How are you, how are you going to utilize Ringo? You know what? 
Yeah. If it wasn't if it wasn't for Bradbury and Slay being there, I I would say Ringo could would be one of your starters. Um, you look at the pedigree he comes from. You look at his speed. You look at his size. Um, he's not afraid to combat. Um, he would be he would make mistakes as all rookies do. But he has that physical attribute. The best thing about him is he's got two guys in front of him, and he can absorb a wealth of knowledge front. Two guys highly decorated, two guys who are proven commodities, who have, who have exceeded the laws of averages for a lifespan of an NFL player and who have been, have been paid well uh, for their performances on the field. I love everything about Ringo. The fact, you know, we always talked about for years. You know, if you come from Alabama and, and you play in the pros, you got a good chance of not just making a roster, but but excelling at this next level. For the last couple of years, it's been the Georgia players now, when you really think about it. So if anybody comes out of Georgia over the last couple of years, I like them on my roster because of the pedigree, the level of which they've played at and how they've excelled. You know, several players, just like when Clemson had that dominant defense uh, a few years back yeah, when they had they Farrell nice, and all those really guys. Great run there. This yeah. Georgia, this Georgia program, oh my goodness! You know, this Georgia program now has the same type of players. You know, same type of run, and you, you and they're making a the transition to the pros. You know, we, we've talked about it enough. Nicobe Dean and Jordan Davis fell into the perfect landing scenario because they didn't have to be the man right out the bat. They had people they could learn from, watch as anxious as they were to play as much as they might have wanted to play. It was the best scenario for them because now it's time to unleash them based on who left this program. And the way this roster stands right now, it is their time to shine. Now you got the next wave coming. And at the very minimum, you know, I love what Barrett said about Steen, but I still feel that, that Stoutland is going to do everything possible, even though he's, he played tackle, Stoutland is going to do everything possible to give this young man a chance to, to slide into that right guard spot. Yep. I think it's yep. Cam, Cam Jurgens right now, but I think Stoutland is going to take um, extra, extra, extra time with Steen to see if we can get him up to speed to plug him in between two pro uh, between two all pros. Well, Ringo, Kaylee Ringo, we're talking about one of the best athletes in this draft at six foot two, 210 pounds, running a 4340. That sounds like a unicorn to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So to be that big and that fast, everybody's tomorrow, we're gonna move in the safety. Now he's gonna stay a corner, but he's gonna learn about what it is to be a corner in the NFL from two really good players. Well, three really good players. You know, you you got, you know, Slay, Bradbury, and Maddox. So he's going to learn the game yeah. from those guys. And he's going to be in – they're going to get him in the rotation also. He's going to play a little bit because he is the future. They want him to be the future. They want him to be a mainstay because the athleticism that this guy possesses is just off the chart, man. Think of how good it could be, man. I mean, I – just watching him play in, uh, you know, Georgia. He he closed the national championship two years ago mm-hmm. with a pick, took it to the house. He's just learning really how to be a corner. Like we're talking about a world class sprinter. He was a world class sprinter. Um, That's right. While he's yeah. in right. Arizona, he's only twenty years old. Right, he's young, young and dumb. He turns twenty one in June. So I mean, like to say there's not a lot of development years in front of this guy is crazy. He like there, there he is. I, look, I think there's a couple things. You know, he uh, was probably not thrilled that he lasted the fourth round. I think that'll motivate him. And right, I think he's, right. you know, and, and maybe maybe part of that is a wake-up call to him. This is yep. why you lasted the fourth round. So, mm-hmm. good. You know, I think he has an opportunity. And by, by the time, you know, give him a couple years, you're going to have, you know, Slay and Bradbury are going to be like 32, 33. It's time. 
it's time to transition into him. So I, I think he's going to be awesome, man. I think he's going to be awesome. And you combine that with DeAndre Swift, who's only 24, getting right on the field, you know, Jeez right Louise, away. Man. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just the, the, the Swift pick, man, it's, 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 it's going to be – this is the perfect system for him. Now, he's not a 1,000-yard back. I'm sorry, everybody. Everybody right. wants him to be right. – you know, a thou- he's not a 1,000-yard back. He's not going to be like Miles Sanders. He is not a 1,000-yard back, but he is a rotational piece that they have with this running back by committee, and it's going to be perfect for him and his system. Imagine him – and, and Kenneth Gainwell in the backfield at the same time. As a defense, when you look at when you have 21 personnel, that's two running backs and one tight end, what do you usually put in? You put in your, your, your base defense. That means three linebackers in the game. It's like a heavier formation. But that's a matchup nightmare for, for uh, defenses because if you bring in three linebackers, that means one of those linebackers, if, if one of those running backs leaves from out of the backfield and goes lines with slot, you've got a slot – a linebacker lined up over uh, um, a guy that can run routes like a, a wide receiver. Right. He's faster than linebackers. But then if they're running, if they're playing nickel, well, they just have two linebackers in and they bring a safety in or a cornerback in, he goes out there and lines up over the running back or who it is, whether it's Swift or whether it's, uh, you know, Gainwell, then he's too little. He's not big enough to handle the type of pressure of, of, of trying to reroute a guy that big and that strong. And it's still fast. Mm-hmm. So it's like a matchup nightmare that you're going through as a defensive coordinator. What defense do I put out there? What do I trust? Mm-hmm. And if you, you if you have a nickel defense out there and you got both of them in the backfield, use one as a lead back and then use the other one as the guy running the rock, you can run the ball on anybody there. So it's just, it's just Imagine if they put Penny – yeah, imagine if they put Penny and Swift in the backfield at the same time. I don't know. Who you, exactly. which, who, who, who's the linebacker keying on in this case? You know, are yeah. you are, are you worried about are you more worried about Penny hitting you between the tackles, or you floating Swift out in the flats to dump a pass off to him in the flat? And as we know, he's when he gets an open space, Swift is a nightmare in open space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah so what do you key right, on there? Right. Yeah, yep. what, what what are you keying on, dude? The wealth of talent they have now in that backfield, I ne- we never saw this coming. You know, the key is you got two backs that have had a, a history of injuries. But if you can keep them upright and breathing, along with Gainwell and even Boston, you know, what, what do you key on them from a linebacking situation? Forget about the, the down linemen. What are the linebackers keying on? Yeah. I mean, just think how deadly that RPO is with, with Jalen potentially oh, keeping it himself what? in the run game. So what that's going to open up that. for the passing game. I mean, Rob, you have to keep eight men in the box. You have yeah. to keep eight men yeah, in the box. Yeah, which means you're going to get singled up, AJ or Devontae or Goddard. Come yeah. on, man. It's just yeah. not fair, man. Yeah. It's not fair. Because you have to keep eight men in the box because they'll bludgeon you to death with the running game. They'll just pound you to yeah. death with the running game. Bam, bam. They just run it up your mouth. Just just and making you like it. And then when you you know, all right, we're tired of running the ball. Now we're just gonna pass it. Now we got AJ. And 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 um and, and Devontae out there just one on one. Yeah. Oh, that's some bad football there, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Football. The offense, man. I'll tell you. It, other than maybe Kansas City because Mahomes is at the at the helm. What offense? I mean, Buffalo's. Go, I'm just. Think, I'm trying to think about offenses here. So, in terms of offenses, teams that could be okay. able to score the ball, Buffalo, okay. Kansas City. 
you know, since he's going to put up some points because of Burrow. Maybe, right. maybe the Jets. Maybe, maybe the Jets. Maybe the Jets. What, Good point. What they have now. Um, yep. Let's Detroit see. can score. Detroit's got some weapons. Detroit can I'll score. I tell you, it's going to be a, a really good defense. I mean, a really good offense now is uh, the Saints. With Derek Ooh. Carr now to be oh, yeah. throw to yeah. the throat. Yeah. Oh. Remember Juwan Johnson? You got Taysom Hill at the, at the, yes. uh, Olave. Uh, Olave. At the tight ends. You got Jeez. Olave. You got, uh, you know, Mike. I guess Michael. Michael Thomas will come back. Yeah, if he comes yeah. back, yeah. Yep. And Shahid, you know how Shahid plays, man. He, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a threat. He can be a threat. You know, I just think that you know. They're and then Jamal, Al- 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 Jamal Williams just went down there also, so he'll Jamal he'll Williams will take his place until uh, to uh, took uh, Alvin Kamara. Yeah, whatever's back. going on with Kamara. Yeah, right, right, I, right. I, I would, I, I look out of that group though. I'd probably take the Eagles as number two behind Let's Kansas see. City. Well, as far as scoring offense, yeah, yeah, I agree 100. Yeah. I'm looking, at, yeah, scoring offense, yeah. Um, let's see, I'm looking at a couple of other offense. We don't know what the offense is going to look like with Sean Payton at the helm now. So, that, you know, and you look at the talent Ooh, they have there, yeah, right? That could be right, a much right. better offense compared to what they were under Nathaniel Hackett, you know. Yeah. Uh, let's see who else has potential here. Well, if the 49ers got their quarterback situation resolved, 49ers can score, they're yeah. more grinded out type team. But they can score. You know what? As funny as it sounds, Seattle. Seattle's yeah, they put up a lot of points. Also. Yeah, I mean, yeah. last year it was Kansas City 29. I'm talking about regular season. 29.2, Buffalo 28.4, Eagles 28.1. You know, and well, Dallas is going to score too. You know who's going to score some points, man? A lot of points. Yeah, Dallas year. is going to score. Um, I think Pittsburgh is going to finally open things up for, uh, for Kenny Pickett. You know, because, I mean, they, they went all got Allen Robinson this year. They already have George Pickens. Yeah. We are know yeah. uh, Deontay Johnson. Everybody's forgetting about him, but he's he's probably right. you know a, a top ten receiver in this league. He is a threat, man. And then you know tight end position, they got uh, fr- what's it, Fryer Muth. Fryer Muth there. That's right. That's uh, so right. He just went and drafted the you know the the big uh, Georgia tight end Darnell Washington. Oh, that guy. Oof. They they and then you know running the rock. They got Najee Harris, bro. That 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 team there is going to yeah. be. No, I, I if, if Pickett develops the, off of what you saw last year, definitely, right. I would definitely say so. Uh, well, look, one of the areas the Eagles do need to get better at, guys, is against the run, and they were they were middle yes. of the pack. Yes. They were seventeen last year, a little little less than middle of the pack. Um, they gave up one twenty one point six per game, and we saw it in the Super Bowl. So this is this is really where you know you're talking about Jalen Carter, you talk about Jordan Davis taking that next step. Still getting productivity out of Fletcher Cox, uh, you know Milton Williams stepping in there, but this is that group has to be better collectively stuffing that run. Absolutely, and, Absolutely. and with and with all of what you just said, as good as it looks on paper, I don't know if it will get better. We don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know. I was shocked at how inconsistent they were against the run last year when you had Hargrave, Cox. Hargrave is um, not a front stopper. I know it. I know it. You had you had T.J. Edwards in the middle. I mean, I just I I don't know if it will be better to be honest. Because as much as we love the prospects of the Kobe Dean stepping in there, the prospects of the new kids coming up. I mean, you don't know until you see it. It looks good on paper, but we don't know. We honestly don't know. Nicholas Morrow is a small linebacker. The Kobe Dean, we know he's a small linebacker. Yes, he's six foot two, fifteen. Yeah, yeah. We just don't know. Yeah. Two small linebackers, but then you know you look at. I think I'm, I'm 
I think that running the rock on will be a lot better because you do have Jordan Davis. He'll be in the mix. They're probably running a little more 50 yeah. front, 50 front, meaning, you know, you cover the center and both guards up with, with defense linemen. So, you know, you put, I'll put Jordan Davis over the, over the center and then put um, Fletcher Cox and Jalen Carter over the, t- uh, over the two guards. And then on the outside, you have Nolan Smith on one side and, Hassan Reddick on the other side. I think you, you that'll be a pretty good run defense because you you'll keep your your linebackers covered up. You know what I'm saying? Those guards just can't get to those linebackers real quick, and they'll give them more of a chance to go up and make plays around yeah. the linebacker yeah. uh, line of scrimmage. Um, the only thing is, uh, you know, I guess they'd be all right in, on pass rush too because we know that Jalen Carter can pass rush the pass, and we know Fletcher Cox yep. can rush the pass, yep. and we know those two guys on the outside can too. Um, Nolan, the only thing Nolan is, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But I don't, I don't I don't know as far as running the rock. Can we stay make a fifty front or, or, or base front? I don't think so. I don't think so. They're gonna yeah. have to be, stop the run with just their front too. I, I I will tell you this: Hargraves is not a run stopper. There were plenty of times I saw right. him getting drove drove five yards down the field and get dumped on his head. You know what I'm saying? But then passes rushing situations, he was he was. He was great at it, but he just couldn't stop the run. He couldn't. He couldn't get off blocks in the run play, in the run game, which hurt us in the run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no question, no question. So that's that's an area of improvement. I think. Look, when you're talking about Jalen, he had such a great year. Um, but if there's something you'd like to see him just get better at, progress at, would it be a little more hang in the pocket rather than take off as quickly, or what would it be for you for Jalen? Um. Yeah, you know what I mean. I can't pick Jalen's game apart because he 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 runs with the offense. Whatever the offense is telling him to do, he does it. Like on RPOs, if they give him the read to throw it, he's going to throw it. If they give him the read to run it, he's going to run it. If they give him the read to keep it, he's going to keep it. He runs the offense the way it's supposed to be run. So when you run RPOs, when you run read options. If the defense presents this to him, he's gonna do it. He's gonna run it the way it's supposed to be run. He's not gonna freestyle for it. Which what you know, that's what you want from a from a quarterback. If the read dictates it, that's what he does. And that's what defenses started to do. They would give him the read, all right, you're gonna keep it. We're gonna stay wide. I mean, uh, we're gonna crash it. That means you're gonna have to keep the ball. And that's that's smart by defensive coordinators. They they won. They won that matchup. You know what I'm saying? Like the way the read option is, read read option is run, is when Jalen is reading with that running back, and if that end crashes down to stop the running back, he's got to pull it from the he's got to pull it from the running back. Yep. When he pulls it from the running back, that means he's gonna be the one running the ball. He has the ball now. Mm-hmm. And we don't want him to get hit like that, but that's what the defense is giving him to read. That's the mm-hmm. that's what they're dictating to do. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it's it's defensive coordinators get paid also. You know, you, if you want, if you don't want Jalen to 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 run the block, you're gonna have to run a play that's just a basic run play. Then you just gonna have to hand it off. You know what I'm saying? Tell him, hey, run 15 lead, hand it off to the running back, and let's go. And and let's face it, um, I, w- I don't have the numbers obviously in front of me, but what percentage of Jalen's runs were dictated by defenses? him out of the pocket, disrupting the timing, whether it was a straight-up blitz or a delayed blitz coming from somewhere. There were a lot of times he took off because 
the timing was messed up. Whoever he was waiting for to clear hadn't cleared yet, and you got to go. You got to go. Right. And he has that right. physical attribute and that mechanism in his head. He has to go. Now, I'm sure it's a decent percentage. We know there's a number of called run plays for him, but there's another percentage where you just got to step up and go, and he finds a hole, and he makes a defense pay in that regard. So, you know, we, we talk about I don't want him running 17 times a game, and I don't, but sometimes out of necessity because he's facing better defenses this upcoming year. Now opponents have that much more film on him and this Eagles offense, you know, so they're going to do even more things to try to try to disrupt the timing as well. And so it's going to be predicated on what defense is trying to cuff him, which will determine at least a decent percentage of the time, whether he has to run the ball or if he has time to dump it off, whether it's to the tight end, the back or one of his wide receivers. You're right. I mean, that's, that's basically what you have to do, man. You, you, the defense is going to force a certain read and Jalen's going to run it the way he's supposed to be run. Let's just call run plays and just roll with it, man. We have a good enough offensive line. We can block the guys in front of us. Let's go. Yep. Right. Let's go. Yep. Let's go. All right. I don't know if you guys saw this or not yesterday, but Jonathan Gannon finally met with the media and addressed the tampering thing. It was very, <gasps> what? what? It was very, what? Uh, very rehearsed, sort of canned. Hey, uh, I made a mistake. Monty Osenfort made a mistake. We're, you know, we're moving on, uh, apologetic to the organization, all that kind of stuff. So it was very vanilla. Uh, to say the least, right? Um, but I was an interesting – Adam Schefter was on 97.5 The Fanatic uh, today and said, you know, one of the ramifications – first of all, the Eagles aren't happy about it, but one of the ramifications of it was that Vic Fangio maybe potentially could have been the Eagles' defensive coordinator. It wasn't a guarantee that that was going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. But it didn't end up playing out that way. Um, and, you know, the Eagles, I, I would think, behind closed doors are pretty pissed off at some of the things. But – I don't think it's the end of the world, but I do think that it's something of note here. And I, if I'm Arizona, I'm wondering about my coach and my GM for the way this thing was handled. Again, I don't think it's the end of the world, but I think it's something. Oh yeah, man, that's a that's a that's a dirty organization, man. Um, you look what you look what happened to, you know, oh, yeah, they're like, their executives, yeah, yeah, McDonough, exactly. McDonough, yeah. yeah. But they got they got burner phones calling players on burner phones. You know, he, the guys got still got the burner phone. I mean, that's just a that's a terrible organization as far as how it's being run. Like like we 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 should count it all joy that we have a guy like Howie Roseman, the way he conducts business and the way the owner makes everybody conduct business. You know, you don't you it stems from the top. It comes from the top. It comes with the owner and, and the owner's not shady. So since the owner's not shady, you know, things are run a certain way. Right. Let's let's call it like it is. You think every team even the National Football League doesn't have some dirt. Okay? Exactly. Yep, you're right. It's, you're right. It, it, okay. it's just that in this instance, Jonathan Gannon and the Arizona Cardinals got caught. You don't think other deals are done the same way? They are. And they're just more you know, secretive about how it's done? So I'm well, just yeah. curious, how does this one get out? How and why does this one get out, whereas others don't? Well, the, I think somebody, it was more so. Somebody may have bone to pick. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, they were already having problems internally. They were having problems internally already. Yeah. So it was easy for that to come out. But when when you look at, I mean, I can remember I was playing and I was like, "Hey, hey, coach. Hey, I'm a free agent next year. Holla at your boy. You know what I'm saying? What's up? You know what I'm saying? Yep. Danny Smith left the Eagles organization. When he left the Eagles organization, he went to Detroit. So when Big Red talked to Andy, I mean, uh, Big Red talked to um, to uh, Detroit, 
D. Smith was already there, and they had worked out a deal for me to go there anyways. You know what I'm saying? All that stuff, it happens all the way. It's, 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 all, it's all, you know, smoke and mirrors and everything. Yep. You, you can't tell me that. I mean, I was pissed off. Put it like this. I was pissed off when I was playing with the Steelers because we didn't cheat better than uh, the New England Patriots. Right. They cheated better than us. So they won all those Super Bowls because they were a better cheater than we were. Mm-hmm. I was just pissed off. We weren't as good as they were. Put it like that. <laughs> why wouldn't we? Why were we filming stuff? Yeah. Why didn't we get that gain that advantage? You know what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. what I was thinking to myself. I wasn't thinking all oh, their cheaters. I was thinking that why couldn't we cheat better than them? Yeah. Uh, I'm told we are up to 166 likes. So One... two uh, minimum two two hundred by 130. Two hundred. All right. Let's got a little ways to go. Let's see what we can do. Let's see if we can pick it up, folks. We get to 300. It is Gritty Part 2 from You Know Who. All right. So let's come back. Oh, Tone, uh, Tone says 170 now. Oh, okay. We need 130. Uh-oh. That's it. That's not much. We can do that. That's not much at all. We can do that easy. No, we all got 170 right. in, in less in an hour and eight minutes. Oh, an it's, hour it's and a change. slam dunk. Yep, an yeah. hour and change. That's, that's all it took. That's all it took. So we're we're on our way. We are on our way. I don't know if it's good or bad, but we're on our way. <laughs> well, it, right. It's so, good, it's good uh, from where I'm sitting. Well, so like I said, we have EJ Smith at 2 and Keith Pompey at 2.30. So we're going to do these a little bit differently. Our NFL segment will hit at 1.30. We're going to do a little birthday movie Phillies combo coming back here, guys. Uh, I have the lineup already for today. I'll tell you if Harper's in the lineup, if so, where he's at who's leading off, uh, who should be leading off, and we'll get into all those kind of things. Nola on the mound today for the Phil. So we'll touch on that. We are far from done with the Eagles. E.J. Smith on the draft, uh, NFL segment coming up, and then, of course, we'll close it out with Keith Pompey. So we've got a lot of stuff to go for the rest of the way. Let's hit the likes as well. That's Derek. That's Barrett. I'm Rob. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Time to tell you now about Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group because finding the right person to trust with your finances and your hard-earned money can be a very, very scary proposition. And I was at the front of that line for a long time. But fortunately enough, I found the right person. I don't want you to have to go through the process that I went through. So I can tell you from personal experience that Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group are people that I trust with my finances, whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review, small business. All right. You need a little help setting up the employee benefits or something else to get your, your business off the ground that you're not sure about. Just bounce it off Jim. He is a great resource. I know I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollovers to Jim and principal, and I couldn't be any happier. You will be too. Give him a call. 610-996-4751. 610-996-4751. You could email him as well. Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com. That's Murray dot Jim at principal.com. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit. And the hits. Go for the stakes. And the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 
58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust, and go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready, all right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, fake a mama. Mama, go up, oh, mama! She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Sports Take, folks. We are uh, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis, Barrett uh, joining us momentarily, hanging out with you on this hump day. <laughs> there you go. Um, I think I pulled something. Hold on. I pulled something. I need it's some like ice. You, it's not like you pulled a groin. Oh, my goodness. I need some ice and a heating pad ASAP. Um, so uh, we're talking a lot of things. I, I understand. What, what are we up to, Tone? Uh, hit me up in the, in the private chat what number we're at now. I believe... We are over 200 likes, is what my what my sources. That's what my sources are are what? telling me. We're two eighteen. The gun. We're getting there. We're two fourteen. Yes, yes, yes. We are. We are getting there. We are getting what? there. What? at one fourteen. Wow. We're gonna get this thing done. We're gonna get it done. Uh, we get oh, three hundred. Make it at, oh two twenty. Oh, yes. we get eighty more, and I'm doing this thing. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right, we'll keep you posted. Um, hey, all right, let me hey, get hey, hold up, hold up, hold up. Yes, yes. You've done a challenge. I've yes. done a challenge. Yes. Why has Mr. Brooks for a year evaded a challenge? I don't, I've done challenges also. It's really what are you not talking fair. about. You're on mute, bro. No, he's what good. challenge did you do? What challenge did you do? I did challenge. I forgot what they were, but you I did brought, you brought uh, you brought Philip on. Yep, I, I, I did. Um, that's not a challenge. I, I did. I did something. I, I know I did something. Rob, Rob, he brought, he did bring Philip on. I know that. I, I, know well, I brought did. my brother on. That means I'm. You brought Marvin on. I know. Yes, yes, that is correct. No, yes. no, we got no, no. We got to get. And Derek sang. Derek sang. Yes. yes. Like what? What? Two thirty. 
We're at 2.30. We yeah. sing, I think we need to get Barrett singing a song, maybe. I want to hear Barrett sing. I can't sing at all. Um, That's why I want to hear you sing. I mean, it, it'll be horrible. <laughs> we want to hear you, Barrett. Who wants to hear Barrett sing? Everybody in the sing chat, what? who wants to hear Barrett sing? I don't care. You pick the song. Will you pick the song? I don't know. What I don't care. Saying. All right, let, let's You're let's right. leave it up to – let's get, take suggestions, and then we'll make the ultimate call on this. All right, I mean, I'll, I'll do challenges. Well, let, let's take suggestions from, from the chat section on what you would like to oh. see Barrett do. Okay, Ooh. and then we'll de- then we'll decide. We'll just do what's, that. What's that? You see, Tifa Tuna fired that shot. He can't fish either. Can't fish Ooh. either. Man, he's, he's taking some shots. Oh, wow. okay. This means war. Now he did fitness rebels right. He did wear the the White Castle sweater. He absolutely did that. I, I was jealous that. of that. See, he All wanted right. to do that. Yes. No, I didn't. That's the ugliest sweater in the world. <laughs> but it's just White Castle. So. All right, let's so Are let's you, let's throw let some- off the hook. If you guys see, not well, do we want to turn this into an eating contest where Barrett's got to eat twenty White Castle burgers? I'll, I'll do that. Ooh. I'll do that. That's, a, I'll do that's that. a pleasure. That, that's hold on, hold on. We 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 have we can have two hit the likes, two like button hits. <laughs> <laughs> we have to do something that, that Barrett has to step out of his comfort zone. All right, let's see. Uh, Barrett Manila. Barrett Madelow. Huh? They want you singing Barry Madelow. Is that what Ooh. that is? All right. All right. Let's <laughs> see. John Dickerson. I know you. I know you funny, but that ain't gonna ever happen. You said John Dickerson. Put, look what he, he wants. He, Gunner, to go, Gunner goes top. Oh hey, that ain't happening. <laughs> I don't even do that at home. Why do we always have to go here? I'm in a thong. You're topless. Why do we have to go here? What's going on? We got some sick people in this chat, man. I'm telling you. All right. Let's 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 let the how many likes do we have? What are we up to? What are we up to? I think we're two thirty two. Two thirty two. Okay. Now it's now it's two thirty three. I just I just liked. All right, we're close. <laughs> we're inching closer. All right, so we'll, we'll throw suggestions out there, and we'll uh, we'll 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 come to a conclusion maybe on Barrett. All right, so uh, let me give you the lineup for today. Phillies playing the Dodgers four ten start. Schwarber leads off again. I don't like this. I want Stott leading off, but Schwarber leads off. Turner's hitting second. Harper's hitting third. Castellanos in the cleanup spot. Stott fifth. Boehm sixth, Marsh seventh, Sosa eighth, Stubbs is catching, giving Real Muto the day off. I would like. Wait, wait, who's leading off again? I'm sorry, who's leading off? Schwarber. No, why stop not leading off? I agree. I no. would put Schwarber fifth behind Castellanos and oh. lead Stott off. I would go Stott, oh, Turner, goodness. Harper, Castellanos, Schwarber, Boehm, Marsh, Sosa, Stubbs. Sound good to me. Yep. And Jeez. I just feel like Rob Thompson's just kind of rolling back what last year's lineup was, but that's, you know. Well, we had some stuff last year, so why they, wouldn't you? Yeah, they did. Yeah, uh, but, but, but they didn't have hit when Stott's in the leadoff, though. Yeah, Stott's a different guy now. Yeah, well, you know, he's a different guy because this team is a lot different. I think this, this is a better team. They're just not playing up to expectations. They're not playing. And, I mean, I just knew we were going to play a little more small no. ball and try to rock things out the park. We, we're not even doing that. Um, the bottom line, uh, the bottom of the line is is, is, is having the most pro- the most production. Why mess that up? Yes. Yeah, so, I, mean, I, I don't know. I hear you. I hear you. Um, but look, either way, here's what they need really badly today. Aaron Ole pitched great in his last outing. Aaron Ole's got to pitch great again today. Yes. He's got to deliver. He's got to um, stop the bleeding. Stop the bleeding. 
Absolutely. He, he's got to come through. If he comes through today, you get out of this, this road trip where you went to Houston and you went to the Dodgers, you, you're 500, you're five and five. Okay. How's Ooh. real Milton playing right now? He's coming on a little bit. He's starting to come on. Yeah. He's hitting better. Um, nobody's done much in this series. These two games have stunk. Right. Um, they've, they've really gotten their butts handed to them. So it's yeah, he, but he's doing, he's getting better. He's definitely getting better at the play. Look, I, I know I know every team goes through hitting slump. It happens individually, right. collectively. But with this lineup day in and day out, there is no excuse for you being held to two hits. You should right. never – you should accidentally have two hits by the second or third inning, not mm-hmm. an entire game. Yeah, I don't care who you're up to. I don't care if, if Nolan Ryan himself comes out of retirement. There's mm-hmm. no way in the world you should have two hits in this lineup. Never. I agree. I Even if agree you more. go on a 20-game losing streak, there's no way on God's green earth this lineup should have two hits in any game whatsoever. No question. No question. And, and they, this is now time to start finding your level of consistency here, and that has been an issue for this team all year. They've looked great at moments. They've looked poor at moments, and Ooh. that can't happen again. I mean, they, they got to – well, it's going to happen again in the course of a long season, but they got to they got to start finding their, their treading here a little bit, right, and right. it hasn't been the case. Um, yes. So that's that's the Philly situation. Let's do a little do a little early birthdays. You guys ready ready for that? Because we got a good list. I'm ready to rock. All right, let's start with the Godfather, man. We got to start with the Godfather, James Brown, born on this day in 1933. This is a man's world. <laughs> oh, that's the best song he ever sang. And it would be nothing, it. nothing without a woman or a girl. You know yes. what? Every time I mention Jane Brown's name, I go back to when Eddie Murphy did the stand-up with James Brown. Hot he tub. said James Brown used to make up words. Zabasabila. <laughs> James Brown. Oh, let's put that in the song. Hot tub. Hot. Hot. Oh, that's good. James yeah. Brown invented. Get my toes in the hot tub. <laughs> yeah. Eddie Dude, Murphy. When Eddie Murphy nice. did James Brown in the hot tub, go make me wet. Go I make know. me sweat. So good. Dude, that's one of the best I've ever heard in my life. So oh good. my goodness. Come out with that big <laughs> pompadour hair and the whole thing. In a hot tub. Huh. In a hot tub. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna make uh, me sweat. Huh. That's right. All right. So James Brown, uh 1933. So he would have been, geez, 90. Oh, he would have been 90 today. Uh Bing Crosby. Did the uh great singer, actor from back in the day, White Christmas. Yeah. I'm singing. For a white Christmas, just like the one I used to know. Yes. Oh yeah. There we go. Okay. All right. Uh, he would have been. Uh, he would have been 120 today. Ben Crosby. Uh, <laughs> Colo Machiavelli, born on this day. Uh, one of Tupac's alter egos, Machiavelli. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, for the young kids. Uh, all right, Christina Hendricks, the actress from Mad Men. Yes. Yep. Yes. 48 years old today. Quite strong. Anyway. <laughs> what, 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 strong? Quite on a scale of strong. one to ten? Very strong. <laughs> okay. All right. Yes. All right. All right. Google if you don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway. Uh Rebecca Hall, actress is 41 today. Yep. Bobby Cannavale, uh, good actor. You, you know the face. He's in yep. a lot of stuff. He's 53. Sex in the City, Law and Order. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Frankie Valley, the singer, yep. is uh, 89 today. Grease is the word. Working my way back, the- back yeah. to you, baby. Yeah. Absolutely. 
Sugar Ray Robinson, the great Sugar Ray Robinson, 1921. Wow. Yes, indeed. One of the all-timers. Amy Ryan, the actress, is 54 today. She's been in a lot of stuff, including uh, The Office. Um, Golda Meir, who was the prime minister of Israel for a long stretch. was born on this day in 1898. Uh, Damanis Sabonis of the Kings is 27 today. Uh, the country singer Eric Church is 46 today. And B. Davis. Who's Ann B. Davis? Who knows this one? Oh, I know that one. That's easy. Alice. I don't know. Alice. Alice from the from the yeah. Brady Bunch. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Ann B. Davis. Uh, she was born in 1926. Tyron Lou, Clippers head coach, 46 years old today, is Ty. Cheryl Burke from Dancing with the Stars is 39 today. Golfer Brooks Kepka is 33 today. Uh, Damon Dash, the great producer, fifty-two. Yep. Damon Dash. Yep. You know he he yep. he co-founded Rockefeller Records with Jay Z. Yep. Cool boy, my man is sure swimming in and, paper. And Rockaware, he he uh, sold all of it. So can you imagine how much he made off of that? He also yeah, co-founded really. Rockaware with him as well. Woo! And my man's doing all right. Um, Jeff Hornacek, uh, former Sixer, uh, former yep. Jazz, former a lot of teams. What about Hornacek? Yeah, Jeff Hornacek. Yeah, that's right. Um, hey, John, John Dickerson. Dickerson. Question for you, Rob. Yeah, the answer Alice is strong? no. Alice was not strong. <laughs> Alice might have been physically strong, but no. Alice was not not my cup of tea, man. But hey, whatever whatever works for anybody, I'm I'm all for. Sam the well, Butcher Alice liked Alice. The, she she yeah. was the uh, maid? She was the maid, yeah. Oh, okay. oh yeah. Right, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. Okay, yeah, no. okay. Nope. Mrs. Brady, maybe back in her day, maybe, you know, maybe. maybe. Come on, man. Uh, no, 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 eh, no. Eh. No. Uh, all right. Greg Gumbel, he's 77. I'm shocked. Did you guys realize I'm he was shocked. that old? Still doing no. it strong. I thought he was in Still maybe his early 60s at the most. Me too. Dude I has no wrinkles like, on him, nothing. I would have said like 65, maybe. Like yeah. that's maxing yeah. it out. Yeah. He's good for him, man. Still, still doing his thing. Uh, who'd I miss? All right, that's all I got. What do you guys have? Norm Chow. Remember Norm Chow? Coordinator. Yep. He's, uh, Norm Chow, the coach. Yeah. He's yeah. coaching over in Europe now somewhere. Oh, is, is he? He's at? Yeah. Yeah. Um, my, my boy, Designer. Designer's 27. Panda, 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 Panda. Song. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Panda. Um, he's 27. Um, Dwayne Haskins. He would have oh, been. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yep. yeah, he's, 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 he's yeah. departed from us. Um, last year, yeah, yeah. Uh, let me see. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm surprised you didn't get this one. Who did I miss? Hexy, Ron Hextall. Oh, Ron Hextall, yeah, okay. Ron Hextall, yeah, years old, yeah, 60. Hi, that's, that's a got. bad miss on my part. Yeah, Hexy, Philly's own Hexy. They got him about here two years ago, though, but they did get him out of there. <laughs> You called for it, and they did it. No, I didn't call for him. I did not. I did not. Oh, you didn't? Oh, no. I would have been good with giving him a little bit more time, actually. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. All right. I'm surprised. I'm surprised. How about you, Gunner? You got anybody? Yeah, we have uh, Mary Astor, a uh, great uh, – uh, uh, she won an Oscar for the 1941 film, The Maltese Falcon. Um, okay. And uh, you have Henry Cooper. Um he was a great boxer, British heavyweight, who almost beat Muhammad Ali twice in 1963 and 1966. Oh, he wow. is the only he is the only British boxer ever to be knighted. You know, over Damn. there they knight. You know, yeah, yeah, sir, so sir. He was a big, he yeah. was big. 
Yeah. Put the sir in front. Uh, the, yeah. the uh, magician, Doug Henning, uh, was born on this day. He was, he was an interesting uh, guy. Yeah, yeah that's, that's putting it mildly. Okay, moving on. Uh, Davy Lopes. Davy Lopes. Major yeah, yeah, 78. Okay. Uh, one of my, matter of fact, it's my theme song. Uh, his birthday is today. Mark Morrison, Return of the Mac. I love my theme song. song. You know, I still listen to it while I'm in my backyard <laughs> doing work. My wife is like, what? What? Are you kidding yeah. me? I'm out there with rakes and shovels, dancing uh-huh. and bopping to stuff. And my yes. neighbors are like, should we call it the, are these authorities now? So what it, I would love go. for somebody to count the amount of times he says Return of the Mac in that song. How many oh, times? It's, it's, like th- it's just a loop. <laughs> but it still works. What? It still I think works. And it, and it lasted like eight minutes. It was no, eight I know. Minutes. The song is, is forever, but it's still, it doesn't matter. You never get tired of it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. You have uh, Jessica Sula from the movie Split is 29. We have Ryan Dempster, the former pitcher, a starter reliever, two-time All-Star, 2003, 2013 World Series champion, 46. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see. I got that one. And. I saved this one for last because, as I mentioned to you guys earlier today, we were talking about this song on Friday last week. Christopher Cross sailing. Christopher Cross is seventy-two years old today. Oh my gosh, is he really? Oh man, yeah, yacht yeah. rock baby. That's we were yeah. talking about it Thursday. Yacht rock. That's, That's right. the day we were yacht. talking about. Oh, last Thursday. Thursday. That's it. Last Thursday. Because I remember yep. uh, Chris Franklin was like, "You guys are nuts, man." He came off. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. Uh, See, I, right, come- I'll be the first to admit it. All of us, we got Dane Bramage. Here we go. That is that's quite true. Uh, all right, movies. Not a ton. A couple good ones. Spider Man uh, from t- uh, two thousand two, uh, which uh, was a real, which was very good. That was a good one. Uh, and I got Iron Man three from twenty thirteen. Yep. I like anything? Yep. Uh, the Sandlot two from two thousand five. I never and saw that. The, I never saw. This. You never saw Sandlot two? Not it, two. It no. It, it wasn't worth watching. Uh, okay. And then the Intruder from two thousand nineteen. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's it. That's all I got. We'll stand on movies today. All right. All right. Uh, Barrett, you got any movies you, you like? Or we, we, uh, we I never do movies. Yeah. All right. You're, you're, you're just a birthday guy. You are yeah, solely birthday. All right. So here's what we'll do. We'll come back. We'll do our NFL segment. Um, oh, what we're we over 260, Rob. Oh, two, oh. 265. We, we're getting there. We are getting there. All right. Hey, look, it's all one right. Thir- I said 130 over 200 with 65 above 200, baby. We only need 35 more, Rob. 35, baby. We're we're doing good. All right. Let's see if we can get it. We got about an hour and a half left. We only need 35 likes to get me to to unleash Gritty Part 2. So we will do that. (laughs) He said unleash. Here's what I I need you to do. do, If your daughter's taping it, I need your wife, Maggie, to film the looks on your daughter's face as she's taping it. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. That's oh, what we need. We need two cameras. We need okay. one. Your daughter's on you. This you is a two-camera shoot. Do oh, we so really two need two cameras shoot? on this? Because I want to see your daughter's embarrassed oh my God. face that she taking okay. her dad do the greedy. <laughs> All right, I'll get a I'll get a Maddie reaction. All right, we're up to two seventy one now, so we're we're we're, we're two seventy two. All right, so we'll see where we are when we get back. Maybe we'll be there when we come back. Uh, but when we return, a couple things we're going to dive into here. Um, uh, Aaron Rodgers has has taken another one of his best friends to the Jets. Um, Jeez, I need a best friend like that. Yeah, we I need a best friend like that. Bear, how come you didn't take me, Bear? Like yeah, Bear, right. why don't you take me? Yes. <laughs> Bear, as you rose to success, why don't you take me and Rob along with you, man? Well, when I rise to <laughs> success, I'll make sure to do that. I haven't rose anywhere yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the key is rising. Right. Yes. All right, so uh, we'll also dig into the first round. Non-Eagle that will have the biggest impact. Guys, you think all the big impact. Uh, this upcoming season as rookies. So we'll do all that when we return. So don't go anywhere. We'll hit all that when we come back and we'll see where we are with the likes. Derek Barrett, Rob, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk about ProAction Restoration. Yes, ProAction Restoration uh, is the place that you reach out to if your business, a property you own, uh, your home, or any of the above are affected by fire, water, smoke, mold damage. They're on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist. I personally called them on a Saturday and ProAction Restoration showed right up, fixed the problem. And it was just a huge sigh of relief for everybody involved. And ProAction Restoration is licensed, bonded, fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. ProAction will work in conjunction with your insurance company. So that is huge. Whether it's water, fire, smoke damage, mold remediation, you name it, they can handle it. Give them a call, 610 or online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. Imaginations run wild and time stands still because here you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods.
and save at Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. Hi, everybody. My name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech, we offer three major services, the first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. We're back. What's up, everybody? Thanks for hanging out with us. Midway point of the program on this midway point of the week. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis hanging out with you as we do each and every day with three hours of power. The three amigos. All right, where are we, Tone? I, I'm I'm hearing we're we're close. I'm hearing we're warm. Uh, you, you guys just play that game? Like when you couldn't find something with your parents, they'd say, you're getting warmer. You're cold. You're, you're muted, Derek. <laughs> Do you ever play the muted game? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. yeah, I play it daily. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I was – look, I'm terrible at finding anything, all right? Like, I have zero recognition. Like, I could, <laughs> I could be holding my phone, and I'd be like, where's my phone? Like, <laughs> so when I was a kid, we would always do – like, my dad would be like, you're getting hot. You're getting warm. Now you're, now you're getting cold. Now you're getting cold. All right, you're getting warmer. Anyway. So I think we're getting warmer. Uh, I hear, I, what are we up to? 285. We're at 285. Uh, so we're 15 shy of our goal here, people, for likes. So we're getting close here. Uh, all right. So a couple things NFL-wise. I don't know what to make of this one. Uh, I'll just throw it out there. We'll get it over with and keep moving. But Jackson Mahomes, who is uh, Patrick Mahomes' brother, little brother, the social media guy who yeah. always seems to be around. Uh, he has been serious stuff. No joke here. He's been arrested on charges of aggravated sexual battery. Uh, now, uh, yeah, not great. Um, he, he was booked into custody in, uh, in the Kansas city area, uh, eight 42 this morning, $100,000 bond according to online records. He's charged with three counts of aggravated sexual battery and an additional fourth count of battery. Uh, this, this stems from, uh, he was arrested. It stems from an accusation a woman made that Mahomes assaulted her in February. Surveillance video the TMZ has appears to show Mahomes kissing a woman while his hands were grasping her neck. 40-year-old woman who is the owner of Aspen's Restaurant and Lounge in Overland Park is also accusing, uh, also accused Mahomes of shoving a member of the staff as well. I, again, I, you see, I don't know what 
all the details are of this and we'll see what comes out in the wash. I, I always try to take the same approach with this kind of stuff, but this is not Patrick Mahomes. Let me be clear. This is his younger brother, Jackson. All right. So there's that. All right, let's keep moving. Jackson Mahomes. What is up with this dude, man? I mean, come on, man. You got a yeah. famous brother. Yep. And you, you act like that. Yep. That's, that's you, know, you know what this reminds me of? Marcus Vick in the shadows of his brother, Michael. Yep. Yep. Exactly what this reminds me of. It does, Derek. And, and it's a shame. I feel bad for people, you, you know, for, for guys who, who you never hear anything about Patrick. Nope. But, you know, and, and people can drag you down, unfortunately, and drag your name down. Uh, <clears throat> so, anyway, moving on from that. Uh, Chiefs have re-signed Jared McKinnon. I think it's a really good move for them. He provides a lot to them out of that backfield uh, as a receiver. Yeah, That's a good move. The longer you're out there, the less – you know, money you're going to make. So, I mean, it's a great move by him also. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Um, so he's returning to the Chiefs. Um, all right. I know you'll appreciate this one, Derek. Oh, Randall dude. Cobb. Randall Cobb is on the move. Guess where he's going? Shockingly to the Jets. Duh. Let me think. You know what? I wish I had a friend like that. Wherever they went, they could make me money. and I'm ah, ah, Millions. Ah, he's ah, making ah. you millions. I'm hanging out with the wrong people, man. Right, man. You. Right. It's, it's, yeah. it's ridiculous, man. Like, he's like, he's like, he's, 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 he's attached to his hip. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, he's like a, a lamprey. Lampreys suck on, they, they attach themselves to fish in, in the yeah. Great Lakes. And just, you know, they suck on you. A lamprey. Oh, you never heard of a no, I, I no, I just, I've never heard it used in this context. It's a lamprey great. eel, yeah, they, just, oh, okay. they, they, they yeah. attach themselves to you and they just suck out yeah. your, your 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 blood and all that stuff. You know, that's that's exactly what he is. He's a lamprey, but that's a good symbiotic relationship. You know what I'm saying? That's, hey, if good. it makes Rogers happy and and he contributes a little bit, fine. I mean, what he had last year, he had 50 catches. I mean, okay, I mean, I'm sorry, he had 34 catches, 417 yards. Okay. Here, here's here's my question, guys. Who's the odd man out in, in the pass catching core for the Jets? Corey Davis, Miko Hartman, Alan Lazard, Garrett Wilson, Malik Taylor, Deontay Spencer, Denzel Mims. You, look at this collection of pass. Who's the matter of fact for that matter? A, a, most teams don't keep, keep more than six. Right now they have two, four, six, two, four, six, eight, nine, and with um, with Cobb that's ten. Four it's or five crazy. of these dudes are not making a roster. Yeah, because no you know Cobb's not playing special teams either. Right. At this point. I think I know Denzel Mims one he wasn't gonna make the squad anyways. And does Corey Davis make uh, the squad? I He's been he in and out with this team. Yeah, I think he does make the team. I think I think that you know, when I look at their lineup, Hardman, Lazard, Wilson, Davis, yep, that's three, and Cobb. Four, and five. Cobb make the squad. Everybody else is kind of tough, you know. The 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 four rookies will, will be on a practice squad. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, but he's I don't back. know if a team will keep four rookies out of ten players on a out of fifteen players. I mean, maybe maybe, maybe Cobb doesn't. Now? 15, 16. It's fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah. Fifteen. Yeah, four out of fifteen receivers on a practice squad. Well, that's not out of the realm of reality. Yeah, but you're right, Mims. Mims, it'll be out of there. Uh, you know, the Corey Davis man. He he hasn't lived up to potential at all, dude. No, he hasn't. He hasn't, man. Of course, I mean, look at what they've had thrown to him. Yeah, look at what, he, look what he's that's, had thrown to him. That's fair. It has not been a good set. But but then again, Garrett Wilson, as a rookie, was able to still do his that's thing true. with all the you know, slop that was being thrown out there. So, you know, we'll see. Uh, 
couple interesting declines. Speaking of the Jets, uh, Mackay Becton's fifth year option declined. Ooh, so, for the Jets, that's that's, that's a bit. Wow, yeah, and and he's been a mainstay. Mm-hmm. Well, he's been hurt a lot. Um, yeah, that's the biggest problem. That's yeah, the he's biggest been hurt issue. a lot. But that's you know you're that's a little bit of a gamble. He's going into the last year of the deal. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, Dwayne, uh, uh, Dwayne Brown, he's been playing for years. You know, and anytime you bring in somebody that old and yeah, he's in like his 18th year, isn't he? Dwayne Brown is like something like that. I mean, I knew I remember being on the field, same field that he was on. You know, that's how old he is, bro. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Isaiah Simmons. I, this one was interesting from the uh, from the yeah. Cardinals. They have declined yeah. his fifth year. Now, is that more of they just they never figured out a right way to use him, or is he just a tweener who's just? Eh, there isn't really a role for him in the league. Is it more a Cardinal problem or is it an Isaiah Simmons problem? I'm going to tell you, like, I made an example to you guys earlier on. I, I equated to being able to use a player's ability and maximize them. Like, I played with, you know, two of the greatest safeties that ever played a game, you know, played a safety position. I played with, you know, Brian Dawkins and I played with Troy Palomalu. And, Yes, they're gifted. Yes, they can do a lot of stuff. But how do you incorporate that in to um, take advantage of their natural talents and their instincts and, you know, what they do best? And yeah. you know, the late, great Jimmy Johnson, he was able to do that with um, with Dawkins, B-Dog. You know, he put B-Dog mm-hmm. in a great situation. Like, he would allow B-Dog to do things he shouldn't do. And, and the same thing, same thing, you know, with, with Troy, like, both he and Dawkins, Troy would line up on the line of scrimmage on the left side, but he would have deep thirds. So on a snap of the ball, he may be lined up there, but by the time the the quarterback gets out of his his you know his five step drop, Troy would be where he's supposed to be in the deep third, mm-hmm. and that's just being a talented player because he he ruins he ruins our call because now we're sliding the line somewhere that we don't need to slide the line to. And somebody else is going to break free because he came in and messed up the number count. That's when you know you have, you have talent or B dog. Knowing he's supposed to cover a guy on the opposite side of the field, he's supposed to be over there covering him. And all of a sudden, the snap of the ball, the quarterback drops back five, and he knew that this guy wasn't covered. But as soon as he drops back and goes to throw it, B dog is sitting there underneath coverage and making a play. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just maximize the player. Well, um, Simmons is the same way. Freakish athlete. Played safety in college at Clemson. Played linebacker. Even played a little defensive end, rushing the passer. He's so talented and gifted, you know, but he's a jack of all trades and master of none. Mm-hmm. He's not great in mm-hmm. any of the positions. He's only good in a couple of positions. You know what I'm saying? And that's yeah. where that's where they haven't really used him effectively. Or he hasn't made it known what he's good at that might be the case also maybe he's not True. doing what he needs to do to see and maximize what his potential is as a player makes sense it makes sense yeah um all right so a couple a uh, couple other things to hit here well let, let, let's dig into it let, let's do this let's look at the first round here we're going to exclude jalen carter and nolan smith for our purposes here because we've done are we where are we here what number are we i'm getting uh we're down to eight is that, oh, that oh, close? oh 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 Oh, what are we at, Tone? Uh-oh. Tone, I need a number, ma'am. Um, how close are we? So I can let the people know. 
I you gotta give the people what they want, man. I can't believe I'm doing this. You again. got the you got to give the people what they want. Oh, all right. Uh, 293. Oh, 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 seven oh, away. Oh, seven oh, away, people. All right. I'm gonna right, show up to um, the show early tomorrow. God almighty. All right. So <laughs> I didn't embarrass myself enough with the first one. <laughs> let's 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 keep digging. All right, beautiful. All right, so uh, first round. Let's take Jalen Carter out of it. Let's take Nolan Smith out of it. All right. Let's we we talk a lot about those guys. Let's focus on the first round guys. And it, look, it could be as obvious as Bryce Young, but it could be as obvious as the the guy in the, who was taken last by the Cowboys or, or, or later by the Cowboys, Mazzy Smith or or Andy Reid's selection, the kid out of Kansas State. Whoever you want to choose. Give me the guys, and we, we can do a few here. We don't have to just do one, but give me some of the fo- – oh, we're there. We reached it. We're there. All Boom. right, we got it. Boom. All right. Oh, it's on now. So here's it's what I would say. Like First off, on now. all right, good job by the chat and, and by everybody streaming and listening for smashing the Ooh, like button. Wee. Appreciate it. You asked for it. You're going to get it. That's all I can – careful what you wish for, people. You're going to get it. But it'll be, it'll be un- unsheathed in a, tomorrow. In a leopard, in a leopard skin thumb. No, 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 no. Don't push Gold it. Gold thong. Gold member. No, thank you. No, no. no, no, no. Gold member. After I do this one, I'm Woo. done for a while. Okay. That's all I'm telling you. Man. Woo, I am, I'm going to step back. All right. But I all will right. do it. I'm a man of my word. I will deliver. You, you will right. get it tomorrow. We will bust that bad boy out right away, right off the top. All right. Um, all right. So um, my, first my round. player. My yeah, player first round. Yeah, yeah, whoever you want, B. Whoever yeah. you want. Uh, I'm going to go Dalton Kincaid. Tight end from Utah. Ooh. He goes to Buffalo. That's all. Can you imagine him on one side and the other tight end? What's the other side? Austin Knox on the other Knox side. Knox on the other yeah. side. Oof. That's a one-two combination. They're going to try to still run the read option and everything and that and that offense. This will be major for, for you know, them going forward. I, this is a major, major, major pull for them man so. that's good man that that's that's 26th overall is where he went he lasted that long and no barbara this that, that this is not happening What's there that? will be no waxing at all. <laughs> let's be very clear on this yes yes this is uh this is going to be fully clothed there's no thong involved Absolutely not. Uh, with it. The word oh, wax. Man. No, thank you. No, uh, None uh, of us need funny. that. Wow. All right. So, uh, yes, no. Yeah, so Josh that's Allen taking advantage of, of, I like of um, Dalton Kincaid. I mean, can you imagine? Dalton Kincaid and, and Dawson Knox had them at 12 personnel up there, you know, with, yeah. with James Cook. Stephon and Diggs and everybody else. Man, that's, that's, that's big time. Gabe out there. Gabe Davis, yeah. Yep. So Good choice. Good choice. All right, that's a good one. I like that, Gunner. Who do you? Who do you how about you? Who's who's one that you think could make an, an immediate, big time impact? Well, I, I have three on my list, but I'll start with number three on the list, and and I would say Miles Murphy going to Cincinnati. Um, Cincinnati nice. only had nice. yeah, my, Cincinnati only had thirty sacks last year, um, but you put Miles Murphy on the edge, and you've already got Trey Hendrickson on that team, Jermaine Pratt on that team. They already they talk about his. His, his spin move is already NFL ready, and he's got that joystick uh, ability where he can go from speed to power at, at, at a drop of a dime. Um, I think he's going to be a perfect complement in terms of helping that Cincinnati front put more 
uh, pressure on, on a quarterback. You can stand him up. He's 6'5", 270, and the dude can flat out move. And I think he he's going to push to start, you know, uh, for this team. Um, I didn't even consider that you st- – Sam Hubbard, DJ Reader on that defense. You know, mm. B.J. Hill, you know, Logan yeah. Wilson. They got some good players on that defense. Yes. And I think his talent skill is, is is so much so that he's going to be starting before the season's over for that team. Okay. Mm. All right. Good choice. Uh, I think this guy will be the defensive rookie of the year. I, I'm, I'm going to go kind of chalk here, but I'm taking Will Anderson. I think Will Anderson yes. will yes. step right in and be an absolute impact player to the point where he's a pro bowler and he'll be the rookie of the year defensively. I think he's going to be I don't know. You won't be able to see him, though, because nobody watches. Uh, that's all right. It's still going to happen. Just because a tree falls <laughs> in the forest, that's, that's it all still right. happens. No, but I, I think having D'Amico there yeah, uh, yes. as his coach, I, I think helps. I think it'll help speed him up and, and bring him along even quicker, and he's nasty. I, I think he is going to be great. I think there's so many different things that you can do with him. He's got a great motor. He's a work ethic guy. He had the opportunity to opt out of the bowl last year and said, nope, I'm playing. Uh, I think he's that kind of gamer. So even if the Texans are getting their heads kicked in, I still think that dude is giving you full effort the whole time. So I am I, I am 100%, 100% team Will Anderson. Um, all right, See, throw Will, one, let's throw one more. You know what? All right. This is going to be my defensive player of the year. All right. Who? And it's going to be in Detroit. Ooh. In the D. Jack Campbell, yes, Ooh. six foot four, six foot five, two hundred fifty pounds. Just a nasty individual. He comes in and makes an instant impact and in biting kneecaps from day one. <laughs> from day one, yeah. Uh, Jack Campbell comes in and becomes a, a horse, big and and sideline to sideline coverage. Yeah, kind of man. Guy, man. Oof. Instant impact. You know, you got them guys rushing off the edge and him sitting there in the middle making plays. So yeah, that's that's good one. Uh, that's a good one, Barrett. Let's have, have a you got her. Yeah, see, see, Miles Murphy was number three on my list. Will Anderson was number one. My number two is uh Bijan Robinson down in Atlanta. Atlanta finished number three in the league in rushing last year, running for almost 160 yards a game. You got a young quarterback taking over. What are you gonna do? You're gonna take some of that pressure off that young quarterback. You want to establish the run to help his passing game down there, help him make a smoother transition. This dude right here, 5'11, 215, they're gonna run him in the ground. Yes. They're gonna run yeah. it, they're gonna run him all day. And yeah. I think he's gonna be a strong candidate for rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year next year, to be honest. Yeah, that's a good choice. That's a good choice. Yeah, plus so, the defense got a little better, so they'll be able to get off the yeah. field and they have a little more time for their offense to play. Dude, they spent yeah. like 200 million on defense this offseason. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They better uh, be get- better. I'll yep. give you one more, um, and I think he's going to be really helped by his surroundings and the people that he's playing with. Jackson Smith and Jigba. Oh, yeah. They're going to have to focus on Metcalf, on Lockett, on that yeah. on that crew. This dude should be able to eat in the slot. Open all day. Yeah. Yes. Open all and, day. And a healthy uh, Kenneth Walker. Yes. Oh, yes. Good. yes. Seattle is going to be interesting. You know, I, well, I think we man, all do. I never do lie. When we talk about the West, we it's all San Fran all the time, but Seattle should get a little bit more consideration than, than we probably give them. Well, let you me know, give you another one. Yeah. The, the the second receiver, I mean, the, the receiver drafted right after uh, uh, Jackson, uh, Quentin Johnson. Can you imagine him being in a system where they'd like to throw the ball in, uh, in, in, in L.A.? Yep. Chargers. Mm-hmm. Man, he's going to fit right in perfectly with Williams and all those guys. 
Yes. You know, so I with, I, with I, a good quarterback, you know. Right, right, right. That's a good I'm choice. I'm glad you said that, B, because because staying there, I would put Zay Flowers. Now that Lamar Jackson's happy with a new contract, and he finally got a burn on the time to let it fly. And yes. I think this kid is going to stress that offense for 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 Baltimore like they haven't seen in the last couple of years. If they can keep him healthy, this is exactly what that Baltimore offense needed to open up the running game for them. Is somebody who can stress the field, you know. And I think and Zay Flowers is going to shine down in Baltimore. Yeah, in the slot. Oh, you're not gonna be able to cover him. Yeah, good choice, what? Gunner, because what? he hasn't had a, a a really quality, I feel like, receiving weapon in a while. He said Andrews is a really good tight end, but he hasn't had that quality stud receiver in, in a minute. So that that's good. You know, it's, it's been a lot of like guys sort of past their prime. Deshaun, you know, Hollywood Brown, who's okay, uh, but he, he this, yeah, you're right. That that he's got a good opportunity, man. Tone thinks Seattle might win the West. I think he, I think San Fran would have to have massive massive defensive injuries though for that to be the case. Yeah, but yeah. They, that's the thing. See, San Fran is such an unknown because of the quarterback. It yep. really is. Yeah, exactly. But but are they really? I mean, they went through three quarterbacks and still won the amount of games they won. I, I just, that's I. Yeah, it's the I system. Get over that, Rob. I don't care if it's. I hear you. It's the system. I don't. Whoever they put on this center mm-hmm. in Shanahan's offense, is going to run that offense, and everybody around them is going to pick up the slack and and cover up a lot of the deficiencies on that offense. Something you're right. Something yeah. weird happened to your mic. I don't yeah. know. Uh, why you test it? Let me let me hear you. Yeah. you now it's that? all right. I think. Yeah. Now Dude, it's good. Siri took over again, and I don't even have the watch on. <laughs> <laughs> you went into stereo there for you know a minute. I mean? I, yeah, I don't know what happened. Dude, There's some weird stuff going on here, at, at the at the gun compound. Uh, technically. Right, Dude, right. It's polter. It's polter guys running around polter. here, man. Gremlins. <laughs> yeah, they're in there. All right. Uh, Cal, all right. Bunny said, Cal Bunny said the fans tapping your line. Maybe. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, all right, we're going to come back, and EJ Smith is going to join us uh, to go through the Eagles draft and their offseason. And then at 2.30, Keith Pompey will get the latest on Joel Embiid. There's also a question of whether or not Marcus Smart plays tonight for the Celtics. So we'll get an update on Smart Ooh. as well. Yep. So we'll get all that when we return. So don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. i tell you about Flynn Tree Services right now. They are an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you may face. So if you have any type of issues in your yard or your property, they're just a quick phone call away. They serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and northern Delaware. Flynn Tree Services specializes in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. Now, keep in mind, you get the storm, hurricane season, coming up very soon here in the uh, in the summertime. It's a good time to get your trees evaluated right now. You go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848, 610-850-2848, or online at flynntreeservices.com. That's flynntreeservices.com.
Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. Save at Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, hopping on momentarily. Uh, gritty Ellis. There he is. Uh, yes, we, we will be doing it. I will be doing a gritty. You asked for it. Careful what you wish for. You'll be getting it tomorrow. Uh, that's all I can tell you. Uh, we love talking to our next <laughs> guest. And you can follow him on Twitter at EJSmith94. He covers the Eagles for the Philadelphia Inquirer. EJ, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing well. What's this here? I hear about you doing the gritty. So, oh, you got to you right. got to tune in tomorrow, dude. You. All right, I, I did one. The history is I did one before, and it was it, who was uh, who was it? Mike Gasicki, who couldn't do it. He was like terrible. Yeah, right? remember that. Mm-hmm. So Gasicki looked like he invented the dance compared to how bad I am. Right. <laughs> so I promised they started to ask. People started asking me, "Hey, if we get to a certain amount of likes uh, in our in our you know on our for our show, will you do it again?" And yes, we got the 300 today, which means I have to unveil one tomorrow, EJ. I know you'll be tuned in for this. Yeah, this no, nah, yeah, I got to be sure. I'm, I'm going to make sure locked. I'm in for that one. You might be yeah. traumatized and you might not be able to cover the team this year just by seeing it, but that's, I, you've been forewarned. Okay. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you, man. All right. So, uh, are couple you really? Things. Are you really? No, he's lying. He's, he's like, are yeah, I'm looking really? forward to it. At least it. the comedy of it will be that's good. True. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
so we haven't had a chance to, to catch up uh, since the draft uh, concluded on on Saturday, EJ. So let, let's just kind of let's kind of walk through this thing. I think the thing that stood out to me on a couple of levels was the the waiting game and the ability to read a room that you have to have sometimes. And and Howie, there were opportunities I thought maybe with like Seattle or the Raiders, etc. And he waited it out, and he did make one little mini move to get to nine. But were you surprised, A, that, you know, that's all they had to do? And B, let's talk about the the, uh, the process, if you will. Yeah, so going into the draft, I really, you know, I did a, a mock draft, you know, the, the morning before uh, the draft. And, like, I couldn't see Jalen Carter getting past Seattle at number five when I did that mock draft. You know, um, it's just one of those things where it's like I feel like, as a local beat reporter, sometimes you could be a little bit biased. Sometimes you might say, Oh, they'll get Jalen Carter at at 10, but you got to look at it realistically. And I just couldn't see the Seahawks passing up on him. So I think once he got past Seattle, you know, there were obviously the questions about would the Raiders take him? Uh, You know, I feel like it was fit dependent at that point, you know, like the Raiders obviously had with the situation with Henry Ruggs. And that kind of feels like, you know, if any team wasn't going to take a chance on a guy who has a history like Jalen Carter, you know, with that recent thing happening, I felt like the Raiders might have been out on him. Um, and then the Falcons are so close to home for him that, you know, sometimes you hear you don't want guys to be that close to home. So, you know, I felt like the Seahawks were really that the one team that could have gotten Jalen Carter if he slid out of the top three picks. And once he got past Seattle, I, I wasn't surprised that they waited. But I mean, that said, like when you watch Jalen Carter, you know, I've been watching him for you know months now. Every time I watch him, it's like, how did this guy make it all the way to nine? I mean, he is an unbelievable player. Like, you know, I was talking to a Georgia coach about it last week, and he's like, he can do whatever he wants. If he decides that you're not going to stop him, you're not going to stop him. He's just that good. So, um, yeah, no, I, I was surprised. You know, the way I put it is like, you know, we'll talk about the whole draft. The first round, like, if I had done a mock draft that said that they would get Jalen Carter at nine and Nolan Smith at 30, people would have thought I was just being like a homer. You know, they would have thought I was being unrealistic. Um, so, yeah, I think it was really a best-case scenario for the Eagles. That dog, that's, it, I, I kept telling people, you know, so that's a unicorn pick. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's a unicorn pick. So, yeah. looking at it, at this point, I see Nolan coming in to start. But how do you think, you know, how do you think Nolan's going to be used? You know, because I, I, everybody, I, people think I'm – I don't know what I'm talking about when they say, or you can't have both of them at the same uh, – can't Hassan Reddick and Nolan on the field at the same time. I'm well, saying I, that's what you want. Yeah. I think Nolan's good enough on early downs. You know, I think people look at his his profile, you know, the, the weight, the height weight combination, and they say, oh, he's a designated pass rusher. You know, he can't be, you know, he's not good against the run. But if you watch him in, in Georgia, he's he's stout against the run. You know, he can Absolutely. play on early downs. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't think that would be a problem. And then on pass rushing downs, you want all the speed on the field that you can get. So right. I do think there will be times where you see Nolan Smith and Hassan Reddick, especially because, like, We've seen Hassan Reddick rush from different alignments, whether it's, you know, the A-gap or the B-gap, kind of in that joker mold, you know, kind of like that designated pass rusher. Uh, I think that, you know, if Nolan Smith can be on the field to free Hassan Reddick up and you got Josh Sweat on the other side, I mean, that's a really, really dangerous trio of guys, you know, whether it's with Jalen Carter or Fletcher Cox or Jordan Davis, like you're talking about a really, really good defensive front. I mean, that's what this draft was. It was them doubling down on this defensive philosophy that, mm-hmm. you know, you win games, with your pass rush, you know, they, they probably watched the Super Bowl. Obviously the field is a part of it, but they watched the Super Bowl and they said, we didn't pressure Patrick Mahomes and we didn't win that game. And I think, you know, it was just kind of, the Eagles have always been that way, but I think the, that the first round, I mean, let's put it this way. Like they were a historically good pass rush last year. They lost one player. 
they got the best case scenario replacement for that player. And then they drafted another edge rusher. You know, most mm -hmm. teams wouldn't be prioritizing the pass rush that much. You know, uh, EJ, do you worry about, okay, we know they with the way they drafted, they got faster. You know, the defense is going to be as fast, if not faster, but being lighter in, in terms of defending the run. Is there concern there? I mean, it depends on the, the players. You know, I think with Nolan Smith, I really do think that he can hold up against the run. But, you know, I, I, I think defense, that's just the way defenses are going. You know, I mean, sub packages are becoming such a big part of the game. You know, you never see, you know, we always always talk about four, three, three, four. Now it's like four, two or five, one, you know, like that's really what you're talking about. So, you know, boxes are, are definitely getting lighter. And I think it's, you know, I think the Eagles have an analytical approach to it. They kind of want to dare teams to run because, you know, if you're running the ball, you're less likely to have explosive plays. So, uh, yeah, I, I get that concern. I do think that like, you know, that's a valid thing. Once you get to the playoffs, once you start, having these matchup dependent games with teams like the 49ers where they want to beat you up. They want to go heavy personnel and mm -hmm. push you around. At that point, you might sit there and go, we've got N'Kobe Dean and Nicholas Morrow as our linebackers in this situation. You know, that's, it's not going to cut it, but you know, as far as sustaining winning in the regular season and then, you know, having your coaches scheme up ways to get around it. I don't, I think that is the way the defenses are going a little bit, you know, mm -hmm. EJ, I, I want to go back to, uh, to Carter here and, and, you know, just what he brings to the table, because we knew last year with Jordan Davis, there were going to be some limitations, conditioning and whatnot, and mm. he could handle the run, but there were some questions against the pass. Is is there any circumstance where Carter has to come off the field for this team? Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, you, you can watch him in, in Georgia with Jordan Davis. I mean, he's like a perfect fit. Uh, he's a, he, it's rare that you get a guy that like, you know, can play, the pass from an outside like perspective, you know, like either the four eye or you can even probably bump him out the five. Cause he's so athletic. It's, it's where you have a guy who can do that and he can hold up as a three technique and, and against the run. So, I mean, I don't think, I think he could be a three down defensive tackle with the Eagles. He probably won't have to be, you know, they have a rotation and they like to keep those guys fresh, but now nah, he really is. I mean, it's, it, he was the best player in the draft to me, you know, like I, I liked Will Anderson a lot. Obviously the quarterbacks are going to go early, but as far as like, you know, potential all pro ceiling dominant player, you know, game wrecker like Jalen Carter is the one that has that potential. No question. Well, let me go, you know, a little deeper in the draft. What about Sidney Brown? You know, do you, do you think he has the potential to to be a guy that <clears throat> play plays early? So I'm I'm a little biased because I liked him coming in. You know, like I liked I liked what I saw from him at the senior bowl. I watched his tape and, you know, I think I, he is kind of like a player that just fits what I like, you know, guys who fly around guys who play with a lot of energy. Um, I, you know, I think Sean Desai, like his specialty is a secondary. And I think he's, he's going to be able to find a role for Sidney Brown in this defense. And I do, I think that if you're starting with a guy who's athletic, as athletic as he is a guy who's as, you know, apparent, like, you know, I don't know him personally, right. but everything you hear about him is that he's high character, high work ethic, you know, safeties are really hard to evaluate. And there is a chance that in a few years, you know, we're looking at this draft class going, they drafted Sidney Brown over this guy or this other safety. You know, it's just tough to get those guys right. You know, they took the second safety in the draft. I think that there was that, you know, that says a lot about what they believed in with Sidney Brown. Um, whether or not they're right, we'll see. But again, I'm kind of biased because I do. I think he's he's going to be, you know, the type of player that Eagles fans like. I think he's going to be the type of player that will fit in the defense just because you are starting with a good foundation as a good athlete, you know, high character guy who flies around. EJ, I said if, if there was no both Bradbury and Slay on the corners, I think Ringo would be that guy that could step in right now. The fact that he dropped to where he dropped to in his draft is, you know, again, among many players who were slotted lower than what 
was anticipated. I mean, you look at his size, his physical attributes. Um, you know he's going to make mistakes as all rookie do, but I think he has a talent pool. He could step up and play, but luckily for him now, he has a big buffer in front of him because of those two highly decorated cornerbacks. Yeah, so I talked to Georgia's defensive backs coach, Fran Brown. He's an old Temple guy. You know, he's from he's from Camden. And, um, yeah. you know, he talked about how – Lafreni. Yeah, right? Yeah, so he talked about how Keely Ringo, like, didn't play cornerback until his sophomore year or his redshirt freshman year at mm. Georgia. You know, like, he was a running back all through high school, and then he got to Georgia, and they looked at him and went, we're going to move you to corner. And then he tore his peck and didn't practice for a year. So, you know, to think about that, like, you know, he had – that little experience playing SEC football as, you know, at a new position, that's pretty special. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you look at him, he's still 20 years old. So I think you're right. I think that he's got the luxury of sitting back and learning. You know, I think all the, all, all the technique stuff that he does need to improve on, you know, I think he'll have time to do yep. it. But I mean, yep. as far as physically, I think he is capable of playing and, you know, right away, but I don't think he'll have to. And I think it'll be good for him to have a year to just really focus on his technique. You know, he's never had, you know, a year to just like, focus on that stuff you know it's like you know I got to go out and I got to go cover Marvin Harrison Jr. in a college football championship game you know like mm. he's had he's had some pretty uh some pretty tough assignments and you know again when you think about the fact that he didn't play the position before he got to Athens I mean it is pretty pretty impressive what he could do I, he was another guy who like I was surprised to see him slide all the way to the fourth round like early yep. in the draft process I was looking at him and I'm like this guy is like 6'1", 210. He looks like a linebacker, you know, as big and strong as he is. Like, there's no way this guy's not going to go top 15. And then, you know, you watch his, you watch his film and you saw, you, I see what people, you know, were concerned about. But as far as just the, the package, you know, the athleticism and, you know, everything else, I do think that, you know, it was great value when they got him. How much in, in looking at, and, and I, I don't want to compare Keeley uh, stuff with, with Carter. It's, it's, you know, obviously Keely, it's like taking some plays off and stuff like that. It's not, mm -hmm. but in terms of the culture that's been founded here, EJ, uh, and, and, and bringing these guys in and having some teammates there as well, which provides a comfort zone, I would think, uh, I would think this would be the best place to succeed for these guys who maybe had some other issues prior to coming here. Yeah. I mean, especially with Carter, like, you know, I think that the, the notion I get from talking to people at Georgia is that they think that he, you know, realizes what's at stake here. Um, you know, they, I, I think everyone that I've talked to kind of said, de-emphasize the idea that, you know, he's going to be there with Jordan Davis and Nicole B. Dean and, you know, Nolan Smith, and they're going to keep him in line. Like he, I, the people, you know, again, the people I've talked to make it sound like he knows, you know, what he needs to do here. He's going to, you know, he knows, he, he knows what it's going to take for him to be successful here, but I mean, it can't hurt, right. You know, having a guy who is a mentor for you, a guy to set an example, the familiarity alone, you know, playing with those guys, I think, you know, you, a lot of times rookies, you know, it's like everything's coming at you so fast and just having someone next to you that you've played a lot of snaps with, I think will really help. But yes, in terms of the off field stuff, my, uh, my colleague, Mike Sielski wrote this, you know, right. Uh, I think it's Friday. Um, mm -hmm. You know, this is the Eagles kind of, you know, saying we have the culture, we've got the structure in this building to take care of these things. And, you know, like he said, like, they better be right. And, you know, especially with Carter, you, you really feel that way. I also understand the idea, like, you know, every draft pick has a range of outcomes, you know, whether it's on-field ability-based or whether it's on and off the field ability-based. And, you know, when you look at Jalen Carter as a player, it's hard to see many scenarios where he's not, you know, at least an impact player on some downs. You know, maybe he doesn't always play 100% every down, but he's going to be able to impact the game just because of how talented he is. And then you incorporate the off-field stuff. And that might be the, you know, the, the sliding door for him, you know, the thing that keeps him from reaching his potential. Where they got him in the draft, I understand that 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 gamble. 
Um, you know, with Ringo, again, it's the same thing. It's like this guy, you know, when you look at his testing numbers, you look at the experience he has, that's a second or third round player. If that, if he made it to the fourth round because of the concerns about maybe him, you know, maybe taking plays off or not having the work ethic that you want out of a, you know, one of your, your franchise cornerstones. I mean, in the fourth round, you take that into account and you, again, it's, it's all a part of the profile to me. So I get those, both, both of those picks, um, especially, you know, with Carter, like I I can't say like when you watch him, it's like, how did this guy make it that far? So I I said the same thing, man, but yeah, I'm looking at, um, you know, Friday's pick, you know, the two picks we we saw uh, Tyler Steen and and Sidney Brown. I'm on the, I'm on board with Tyler Steen coming in. But do you think he moves immediately to guard and competes for that guard, um, that right guard position? Or do you think he's going to be the swing guy going into the season? Yeah, I, I could see him being the swing guy. I'm, I, I just they're so they seem really competent in Cam Jurgens. And, you know, I think I me personally, I was looking at his size and I'm just like, I don't know how you're going to make it work. And I looked it up. It's like he's basically the same size as Isaac Sayamalo. You know, it's not yeah, it's not yeah. that different. Maybe he carries it a little different, but it's not too far off. So. You know, I could I could see them wanting Steen to have a year where he kind of learns how to be that depth option, you know, at, mm-hmm. at tackle and guard because they really are like the biggest thing that I was you know thinking about going into the draft week weekend was like they are an injury or two at tackle away from the season completely torpedoing. Yep. And you've got guys who you know while they you know like Lane was obviously healthy last year, but he's got the ankle stuff, and you know Mylata has been healthy for the most part, other than the shoulder thing. But he had some back stuff even earlier in his career. So I think the Eagles were, you know, aware of the fact that, like, they, they've they seen seasons go off the rails because of offensive line injuries. So I think having Steen as a guy who can play four positions and, you know, you feel confident with him stepping in, you know, along with Jack Driscoll, um, you know, I think that they really could use that depth if they can keep him, uh, you know, on the bench. But I think it really does depend on how Cam Jurgens looks at guard. Right. I mean, we're, we'll find that out soon enough. So. Hey, EJ, just from draft picks for just a moment. Um, they, they, you guys had a meet and greet with um, DeAndre Swift today. And, and I'm just curious in terms of um, what the coaching staff, if they obviously they're not going to tell you much, but how they plan to use both him and Penny and, 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 and Gainwell and all these guys. I mean, they have a, a wealth of riches, but the two guys have a long history of injuries as well. Yeah, it's almost like you want to see if like the uh, Rashad Penny or DeAndre Swift makes it to the playoffs. If you get one of them, you feel pretty good about it. Um, you know, I mean, Penny, like his numbers are unbelievable. When you look at his advanced stats, it's like this guy is one of the best running backs in the NFL. But then you realize, OK, well, he hasn't been able to stay on the field. I feel like Swift will probably emerge as the lead back. You know, I think I think he fits mm-hmm. that Nick Sirianni mold as a, a running back who can impact the passing game as well. Um, you know, if he maybe he's a just a late down back, you know, a third down guy yep. that gets some some work early. But, you know, I really think it'll be a rotation. It's, you know, it's what the Eagles have always done, it feels like. And, you know, mm-hmm. I think that, you know, Swift, like he's the type of guy like I don't really know. You know, I don't think anybody really knows why Detroit never really trusted him to just have the the backfield to himself. You know, they had Adrian Peterson there the first year and then Jamal Williams. And it's just felt like they always were just a little bit reluctant to just give him the full workload. So, you know, I think it'll be interesting to see, but my guess is that Swift becomes like the, the guy for a while, unless Penny is like completely healthy and just unbelievable. Because I do think both of those guys can be true difference makers, especially Penny. I mean, Swift is like, you know, the, the, the contributions to the pass game that Swift gives you is definitely a different dynamic. But I mean, again, when you look at Penny's numbers when he's on the field, it's like he's, you know, he's unbelievable. So, How do you just forget about Kenneth Gainwell like that when he, can, he carried us through the playoffs? Yeah. <laughs> he carried us yeah. through the playoffs, yeah. man. I mean, he played well. I mean, 
He played exceptional for for the last five, four or five games of the season. You're right. No, you're absolutely right. I feel like he'll he'll have a role, but I don't I don't know if I see him as like a featured back. Maybe it's mm-hmm. just because I haven't seen it yet. But I do think that one of those other two guys. Well, even when like when they went into the draft, I felt like they really could still use a number one running back. You know, wow. a guy that every, down and in down out you could really use. You know, and trust to be like consistent. And like Swift isn't quite that, but I still feel like you know they needed to make that addition. They obviously say they did, oh we like their running back room, but I kind of felt like they needed that. I, I feel like that too. I think. I think Penny is a guy that's going to be kind of the lead back. Yeah. And then Swift and Gainwell will be role players. And that, that just leaves my boy, my boy out in the cold, man. Boston Scott, man. Don't, just play him. It's both. like, yeah, play him against the Giants, right? Yeah, it's like it, break right? glass yeah. in case of emergency. It's like break glass <laughs> when, you, when you play the Giants. So, yeah, I, he'll be on the field for those. And, and that's not bad. You make $2 million a year. Yep, that's yeah, not bad right. to make two million, million a year. You only have to play two right? games against the Giants. <laughs> yeah, good point. Yeah. Good point. I signed me up, uh, EJ. So uh, looking at it, we were talking about this a little bit earlier. I, I would say, other than the Chiefs, clearly you put Mahomes in like this, you know, different category. But uh, I'd say the Eagles' offense goes into this thing ranking number two in the NFL. Would you agree? I mean, they have lost some pieces, Miles, Sam Milo, et cetera. But are they still right there for you? Yeah, I mean, it really hinges on if Jalen Hurts continues to be at the level that he was last year. If you're going to if you tell me that Jalen Hurts is an MVP candidate again, which I mean, listen, everything about his work ethic and just his demeanor would suggest that he's going to stay consistent. You know, everything about him is consistent. Um, I would put them number two. You know, the Bengals come to mind, uh, you know, obviously the 49ers, but 49ers just don't have an answer at quarterback. Uh, Bengals don't have the offensive line or just the, the, the multi-dimensional facet of the, the offense like the Eagles do. So no, I would. I mean, it's it's funny. You guys like uh, it's almost like boring. I was talking to one of my beat, uh, a fellow beat reporter like it's almost boring. Like everything's great right now. You know, like the draft went really well. They got a good running back in the in a trade. Like, yeah, like, of course, the team looks really good. So it is it's almost like the the Negadelphian in me is like, what what, what can I bring to this conversation other than just, yeah, everything's great, you know? <laughs> it's true. You are, you are yeah. you're like, mm, okay. I was saying that as the draft was yeah. going on. I'm like, all right. I, 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 normally when I agree this much with the public and everybody else, I'm like, yeah. something's wrong here. It's right. Really wrong. <laughs> I didn't well, like the, the sky's going to fall. So yeah. The Tanner McKee one. was yeah. a weird pick. Yeah. yeah. It was a weird one. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> that's all I got for you. Well, what area do you think they, they most still need to improve upon? Obviously you could still make moves and how we made a point to saying we're not done. Uh, but mm-hmm. what, what area do you still look at and say, I'm a little, that's a little concerning there. There's, there's two that come to mind. So the first one is definitely the middle of the defense. You know, it's like some teams like build their defense, you know, up the spine is what the expression mm-hmm. is. Like you're strong on the interior line, you're strong at linebacker, you're strong at safety. And the Eagles build it the exact opposite. You know, they, they're strong on the perimeter and, you know, up front, obviously. So they, yeah, they're light at linebacker and not only like, you know, on depth chart wise, but literally like physically light at linebacker. You know, you're putting a lot of faith in the Kobe Dean. We got bitty bitty guys in there, little yeah. bitty guys. <laughs> exactly. You're putting a lot of faith in the Kobe Dean going from a guy who didn't play very much to playing a lot. Um, and then at safety, you know, I feel better about the safeties, but you know, that's still not like you know, not not the group it was last year. Uh, especially, I mean, but like, I think everybody expects the defense to regress a little bit, even with all the talk about Jonathan Gannon. Like, they just lost a lot of pieces, and defense is like kind of year by a year to year thing, you know. Uh, they're kind of due for a little bit of a regression. So I think that's the, the one area. And then the second area I'd say is like, 
you know, they're an A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith injury away from having a completely different offensive dynamic. Mm. Um, you know, now listen, like, if one of those guys goes down, you still have the other one. You still have Dallas Goddard. Um, and, you know, that's going to be eventually, like, you know, I think that A.J. and Devontae are both, like, cornerstones for the next three to five years. But at some point, the Eagles are probably going to have to make a decision at wide receiver. And that's when it becomes that, you know, listen, you're – quarterbacks making 50 million a year he's going to have to make a compromise somewhere the Eagles will probably compromise a receiver but in the short term like I think yeah the the of the, the middle of the defense and then wide receiver depth are like the two areas that you kind of can point to and say you know they're not they're not totally like solid there you know a couple injuries and then you know all of a sudden they could lose a couple of games so I guess I got my my negative uh my negative stuff in here just balance it out a little bit there you go you are hey, in Philadelphia hey, EJ hey, hey EJ um I'm glad you brought up Mr. Gannon um, because the story come, comes out that, you know, they're involved with tampering with Arizona. Eagle's not happy about it. Then you hear the other leg of the story. There's a good possibility Fangio would have stayed here permanently had it not mm-hmm. been for what went down. From from people you've talked to in, in your perspective, what do you think about the way this whole thing was handled? Yeah, I mean, so, like, I don't necessarily buy that he was distracted from the game planning. You know, I right. Shane Steichen was also interviewing for a head coaching job. But I do think that the way that it, he went about it, you know, based off the reports and, you know, the stuff that I've heard, like, yeah, the Eagles maybe – the Eagles – I think the Fangio thing is real. Like, you know, even just the fact that, like, you know, when when they were looking for – when Gannon did leave after the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. you know, I was hearing, like, for a, you know, a hot second there, like, they might still get Fangio, you know, like as mm-hmm. is the contract with the Dolphins signed, you know, like that type of thing. So, uh, yeah, I do think that like if Gannon had handled this more on the up and up or the, and it's not just Gannon, it's the Cardinals organization as well. If those two sides had handled a little bit more on the up and up, we might have, we might be looking at a different defensive coordinator for the Eagles right now. But that said, you know, I think that the, the distracted nature of it or the fact that he wasn't, you know, uh, completely, despondent after the game maybe it was like looking out looking for the cardinals uh the second he got off the field i don't i don't know if i buy that i think he had plenty of time to do the game planning and everything like that i want to fight him still though <laughs> how how ticked off do you think the organization the eagles organization is about this or are they yeah i mean it's hard to say like what what nick said publicly is obviously that he thinks that you know he he did a fine job or you know put everything into the game planning but i mean it's it's common sense to look at it and think they would be a little bit annoyed about how this whole thing played out. You know, it, mm-hmm. if, again, if it were on the up and up, I think it would have changed a lot of things for him. I don't That's interesting. So, that don't is really, so. really okay. interesting. Um, yeah, listen. That. Yeah, well, right. I, I mean, How, uh, Barrett wants to fight everybody, man. <laughs> I really want to fight him, though. Like, for real, I want to really fight him. He has a punchable face. See, so you know what I mean? Mrs. Brooks, Mrs. Brooks, when you talk yeah. You don't do that, though. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you, you're, you're leaving a first-class organization where morality has more of a sense of, of respect in your locker room, and, and, and he does that. You know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah. he he belongs over there with this sniveling – Cardinals, but yeah, everybody, everybody does it. Everybody does it. They just got caught. We, we just don't everybody get caught. Cheats. I know yeah. we don't get caught though. That's that's what it is. <laughs> Barrett said we don't get caught. <laughs> <laughs> EJ, let me ask you last one for me. Uh, Alameda Zacchaeus, the addition there. Uh, do you like? Is he in your estimation? Is he a quality third? Is he just kind of a guy? How much of a role will he have? 
to me, like, you know, he's 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 kind of like in that just a guy category. I mean, he's got decent production. He's he's mostly a slot guy. I I, th- I still think the Eagles could use a, a big receiver that Zach Pascal role. Like, that's a role that they wanted last year. I mean, yes. Zach Pascal didn't necessarily, you know, fulfill it as much as they maybe needed him to. But like mm-hmm. they could I mean, the way that this offense works, they could use a big body receiver in the slot. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and, you know, slot exclusive receivers to me with the Eagles are kind of tricky because like AJ Brown and Devonte Smith, both work into the slot and they both do a lot of damage from that position. So having a guy who has to be on the inside to me is like, you know, it makes the offense, it kind of limits the offense. Cause those now you you're limiting Devonte Smith and AJ Brown. So I don't know. I still think that Quez Watkins has a chance there. I know that Quez is also kind of a, a hot topic Ooh. with Eagles fans. <laughs> oh, he's bad now. Don't, don't take it away from him. He's mad now. He's he's well, mad. He's, he's like, prove everybody okay, wrong. So yeah. we'll see. He's, we'll see. He's it. taking receipts. Yeah, you, yeah, you take yeah. them. You take them off, AJ. He's mad at everybody now. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't do anything. Yeah. yeah. All right, EJ. Listen, thanks for giving us a couple minutes today, man. And I, again, uh, follow EJ on Twitter at EJ Smith ninety four and his coverage of the Eagles for the Philadelphia Inquirer. Uh, yeah. We do. We do appreciate yeah. it, man. Thanks for giving Love us a little bit of time, man. EJ. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. Yeah, take it easy, man. All right, EJ. You got right, it, man. All right. all right. Good stuff there. Good stuff from EJ. Let's uh let's get a timeout in, guys. We'll come back and Keith Pompey is going to join us from Boston. We'll get the latest on Embiid, whether he's going to play tonight. Marcus Smart, Embiid winning the MVP. This team's chances in game two here. A lot to dig into, certainly, uh, when it comes to the Sixers, uh, the Sixers game two tonight of the semis. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, Sports Take, Jacob Sports, YouTube Network. All right. So let, let's talk about Razor Technology here and specifically uh, managed IT services because Razor Technology's comprehensive managed service provider solution delivers constant monitoring, on-demand assistance, and rapid issue resolution. Through data vetted uh, and insight-driven implementation, they strengthen your existing IT resources with both human power and expertise that reduces security risks and downtime while enhancing organizational efficiency and productivity. We are a strategic resource for adaptive and fast-growing companies that need help selecting, implementing, and managing their IT services. Their goal is always bigger than one project, one problem, or one upgrade. It's improving the overall functioning of their partners and helping them achieve their business objectives through an ongoing synergistic relationship. Give your IT team the freedom to refocus by augmenting their reach with Razor Technology. Contact Razor Technology today and learn how their managed services can protect and enhance your business by calling 866-797-3282, 866-797-3282, or visit them online at razor-tech.com. That's razor-tech.com. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit. And the hits. Go for the stakes. And the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 
58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready, all right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, fake a mom. Mama, go, oh, mama! She did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. Back in, everybody. Final segment of the program. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, and Rob Ellis will be joined shortly by Keith Pompey from the Philadelphia Inquirer. He is in Boston uh, preparing for game two of the Sixers and the Celtics tonight. Sixers up one game to nothing. Unbelievably, one game one without Joel Embiid. Uh, if you didn't hear, the big news came down last night. Uh, Joel Embiid was named the MVP. They now call it the Michael Jordan Award, by the way. Uh, but he got the, uh, the league MVP. Uh, really won it pretty handily uh, over the other two, over over Joker and uh, and and uh, Giannis. So uh, Embiid, the MVP. The big question is whether or not he is going to play tonight. So uh, Tone, if you, I, I don't know if you got my uh, text, but if you could resend Keith the link, uh, that'd be great. So we're waiting on Keith. Uh, we'll be talking some Sixers with him. We talked a lot of Eagles through the early going, naturally. Uh, mixed in uh, some Phillies as well. Looked ahead to some draft. Hey, last night, real quick, uh, you had the the Knicks tying that series at one. You had uh, on the West Coast uh, the later game, which uh, you know I, I think that's going to be a really fascinating series. You had the Lakers uh, taking it to the Warriors, so Lakers are up one nothing. The Knicks and the Cat uh, the Heat are one one uh, in the East. Any surprises for for from either one of your standpoints last night? Yeah, yes. I thought when Golden State came back and tied it at 112 with about five minutes left to play, so here we go. They got control of the game. Dude, Anthony Davis. Oh, he was my awesome. goodness. On both ends of the court. Oh, my goodness. How many how many block shots did the Lakers have as a team? 11, 12? He, he, my he right. goodness. Oh. Right. And that's just when you, that's why, that's why 
you look at you know Anthony Davis and you just go so pissed off yeah of what you know his career there in 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 LA I mean I don't understand it man he played yeah. better in New Orleans than he's playing in LA and then he has a game yeah. like this and you'd be like that's why um you know they came and handpicked him from there you know what I'm saying they went and stole him and and robbed you know the the, the Pelicans over him and, and and brought him there man because he could be a total dominant force at times, but then he's soft as drugstore cotton the rest of the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's like Mr. Glass, man. Injuries wow. have been a, played a huge part. Oh, man. I mean, I, it makes me mad, man, because you see the potential for him to be as dominant as he was uh, the other day. Yeah. He can be dominant. You know, look, look at his line from last night. 44 minutes, 11 of 19 from the floor, 8 for 8 from the charity stripe, 23 rebounds, 19 defensive, and 30 points, and the dude only had two fouls. Oh, that was that. In, oh, that's not Embiid. That was AD. Okay, oh, that was AD. <laughs> well, look, uh, look who's ready. Look who is ready, and we love, we love chatting with him. And man, do we have a lot to talk about? He joins us right now. He is the Sixers beat writer for the Philadelphia Inquirer. You can follow him on Twitter at Pompey on Sixers. That would be Keith Pompey. Keith, welcome to the show, man. How we make it out? What's up, fellas? Uh, thanks for having me on. Keith, our pleasure. Time. Our pleasure, man. Um, I, look, I got to get to this before we get to the MVP. What is your sense being around this the last couple of days? Doesn't be play tonight in your estimation? I mean, it's tough. I mean, you know, you, you're seeing you're seeing tweets from Michael Rubin saying Embiid is back, the MVP yeah. is back. So when you just see that, yeah. I have to assume that uh, is a high probability that he's going to play tonight. Um you know, the one thing that really gets me is, and, and you guys know this, um, been, you know the game, typically when a guy comes back, you you, you see him with a knee brace on for an injury yeah. like this. I didn't see that. Now, I saw him working out. Well, last night I saw a video of him working out in photos, and he had the brace on. But when he showed up for his press conference today, right coming off the court, he didn't have one. So that would lead me to assume that he's not coming back. But mm. Michael Rubin, who knows MB well? That's his boy. The MVP is back. Mm. That leads you to believe that maybe I don't know what I'm talking about with the knee brace. <laughs> so, so let me ask you this, thank you. Um, if you had the choice, would you play Embiid and back MB uh, tonight? You mm -hmm. got the all important split, which is most important. Okay, he finally gets that 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 albatross off his chest. He wins his MVP. I take my 50-50 shot tonight without him. And then can you imagine the next two games at home, he wins the MVP award and you got rabid fans waiting for him to come home, whether it's 2-0 or 1-1. Man, the energy that's going to that he, that's, that's going to generate for him for, at home the next mm -hmm. two games? Nah, I would not play him. And, and not only that, because first of all, the energy at home, um, like you said, you get two more days of rest. And mm -hmm. here's the one thing that um, that you guys can appreciate too is – on game days is the day that you really want to be focused. I mean, mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, my man Barrett, the nicest dude around, but I'm pretty sure I didn't want to talk to him before they had a game back, back in the game. You know right. what I mean? So yeah. where you have is you have these distractions. Like today, he, he, he stopped everything. He did this press conference. We were all laughing and joking. Then mm -hmm. he did two more media availabilities. James Harden gave him a Rolex. Everybody was talking like this. And now you got to turn around and flip that switch and get ready to play against Boston. Yeah. So I feel like it's just too much going on 
for us to ask of this guy. Now, the the common person is going to say, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? But now nah, yeah. you have to be focused and locked in before an important game. Yeah, it's mm. it's going to be it is going to be fascinating to see what ends up happening here with this. And and just Keith, we're probably know pretty early how compromised he is. You know, Joel's a guy who if if something's bothering him, man, you'll know it. You know, he'll right. look at it, he'll kind of flex it a little bit, and you know, we're going to see pretty early. I mean, and I don't think do you put He'd be a terrible pace? poker player, put it like that. right, right. <laughs> like if if he's out there, like he's out there, right? Or is this going to are they going to limit his minutes? Like, how do you think they they handled if he does play? It's weird. You know what? I, I, based off of what Doc was saying yesterday, it's a matter of like seeing how he's going, like seeing what he's doing and, mm-hmm. and, and, and then uh, go from there. You remember when James Harden, now Joel's a different animal, but remember when James Harden came back and they were like, we're going to limit his minutes and James ended up playing like 39 minutes or something yep. like that. Yeah, and, yeah, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. what's going on? So I, I think we'll see that. But the, the problem is, is it's a playoff game. Like, you don't have time to 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 bring people along slowly, so to speak. You know, you got to get them out there, and he and he has to play. Well, I'm gonna ask you this, man. Um, just kind of veering off from from Embiid right now. You know, if he does play, if he doesn't play. But um, I'm I'm actually feeling really good. First of all, I'm a, I'm apologize for for my antics, man, because I was all <laughs> out. I was all out on PJ Tucker, dog. I was all out, man. I you know. Mm-hmm. You know, talk talk trash about the man throughout the season, and look what I see. You know, what I'm saying unveiling in front of my face, tough basketball, and that's his. You know, that's a direct reflection of him and how he plays the game. But number two, Tyrese Maxey stepping up and finally get that. You know, getting that. You know, that bump off his shoulder. You know, that hunch off his shoulder that he can't play well against the Celtics. You know, how big was that, man? You know, it, it it was huge. I mean, it was. I mean, it was one of those things. Um, and both of them. Now, the, the thing about Maxi, I'm gonna say this. I like the way I saw Maxi step up and, and this and that. But I need to see it when Embiid comes back as well, because yeah. it just seems like you know, are they gonna allow him to be as aggressive, or you know, or or, or let's see how um, Boston is going to defend him too, because in the past, let's face it. You know, Boston will put Al Horford on them, put a couple other people on them. But for the most part, they are talking about Embiid. But for the most part, their their goal was to shut down everybody else. So now with if Embiid does come back, what is the game plan going to be? How aggressive is Tyrese going to be? And the thing about um, – I, I, I want to say P.J. Tucker is like the equivalent of an offensive lineman in football. And, yep. and so the thing is, it's kind of like in big games like this, playoff games, he's not going to get the shine. But the the people who appreciate him are like the running backs, the wideouts, the quarterbacks. Yes, he's he's protecting them. All guts, no glory. Yeah, all guts, no glory. But at the same time, you know they love him because it's winning basketball. But again, there are times Mm -hmm. on a regular season. If we're going to be honest, he had wide open threes and he didn't knock them down. He had a couple opportunities he didn't. So that led to some of the uh, the criticism that received. But no guts, all guts, no glory. You're right. Hey, hey, Keith, speaking of Horford, what do you make of his comments about we took the Sixers a little bit too lightly without Embiid? Well, you shot 85% from the floor in the first quarter, 74 at halftime. You still couldn't shake the team, and you got embarrassed you lost it at home. Do you think this is just him trying to make excuses for that the Sixers took it to him without um, Embiid? Or did Boston, from your perspective since you were there, did Boston not play the type of game you thought they would play? 
You know what? It's, it's weird when you think about it. I, I I do think that internally a little bit you do like let it down, but at the same time, um, that sounds good, right? It sounds good yeah. for Al to say, like you said, they did shoot seventy one percent. I think they took advantage of the fact that MB wasn't there and they were just mm-hmm. going at the rim. But the one thing that really stood out to me was Boston looks like a team that reminds you of we see it a lot. You got quality players, but everybody wants to be the man. And then yeah. when stuff isn't going right, it looks like, oh, well, what do we do now? Because, oh, wow. Yeah. You're you, right. you know what I mean? I mean, because in that fourth quarter, it got to a point where, and I get it, Jalen Brown, and, and I've been following him a little bit um, after the Sixers won, trying to see what's going on in, you know, in the Atlanta series. And you always see Jalen Brown doing phenomenal in the first half. And then Jason Tatum comes out and says, but this is my team move over. And then when all of a sudden he shot three for 10, even though he scored 13 points in the second half, he shot three for 10, but Jalen Brown didn't touch the ball. And then everybody else is cold and they're fro- they fro- froze out, mm. froze out and they can't do anything. So I think like it wasn't really what the Sixers were doing and, and you looking past the Sixers is that you guys are still playing selfish basketball in my, in my mm. opinion. Mm, and and okay. therein lies a huge advantage. I mean, Doc Rivers uh, against Joe Missoula. Missoula in his first year coaching in the NBA, his first time he's been this far. I know we're frustrated sometimes with Doc. Uh, me too. But this would appear to be an area the Sixers definitely have a have a check mark next to them in terms of the advantage. Oh, oh no doubt. And and like when you think about it, like with Doc, you know, Doc. While Doc was here. People were saying, "Yeah, Doc, you won a championship for us, but you also had three Hall of Famers. We like we helped you out." Jeez. So, so, but now Doc is looking at it and he's licking his chops. The one thing about Joe Mazzula, I remember Game Five when they played the Atlanta Hawks. Again, I said I was watching these games, and I'm saying to myself, "What is this guy doing? Like he's doing offense, defense." But the guy that he's bringing in for defense was the one grabbing all the rebounds and getting the offensive rebounds and going up and scoring. So I was like a little confused by his coaching tactics in that game. And then I just knew that Doc would just lick his chops, so to speak, and saying, I'm, you know, we're going to yep. we're going to dominate this guy because experience. And you're right. Experience. I'm not saying a guy can't coach, but what it is, is he's making rookie mistakes. At, at the wrong time, and and he is mm-hmm. a rookie. Mm-hmm. So you think they stay with this? Um, if Embiid does come back, do you think they stay with this lineup of of of, of only playing eight guys, eight to nine guys? Well, eight guys. You know, only played eight guys last game. You think they still stay with that type of lineup? You know, not. I mean, because I'm 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 tired of even talking about Shake. Shake is is is, is not there for me, bro. Yeah, they, nah, he, just, I- he just doesn't trust him. But see, I think it will be nine guys because if you notice what they did is, and that's what you said, I don't think like those guys, Doc, trust them either because mm-hmm. the ninth guy would be um, Paul Reed, mm-hmm. right? So what Doc didn't do is the other ones, like you didn't see Shake, you know, you you, you didn't see um, Daniel House Jr., you know, Montrez and none of them. You didn't see that. What, what you saw was you saw more P.J. Tucker getting more minutes as the backup five. So I kind of think that Paul Reed has shown that he deserves to play. Mm-hmm. The offense, he had, thir- he had a game-high mm-hmm. offensive rebounds. And then, as you know, as you guys pointed out earlier, is, is one of those things where, you know, we don't know how many minutes Joel is going to play. So I feel like Paul Reed is going to have to play, and that will be the ninth guy. 
All right, Keith. So here's one of the million dollar questions for tonight. Harden off of nine days looked ridiculous. He looked old school Harden. One day off in between games. Uh, you know, this is a major component of this thing, especially if Embiid's not Embiid or he's not playing. I mean, it took 45 for them to win. Can he bring that kind of level again this quickly with that quick turnaround? You know, and, and, and that's going to be tough because we talked about it before. Remember, y'all, we always talked about it. Like, he always looks right. great after coming off of a break. 45 is a lot, man. And especially at the mistakes that they made switching Al Horford on to him. Um, you know, I, I, that's the biggest question mark. Now, James did was he was motivated, but I can't see him doing that. And the one thing we, we one thing that we don't we we're not really bringing up ESPN gave James some motivation when they were basically laughing at him saying, he oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. So he had a lot in tripping to that. 45. Yeah. But, you know, I, I don't think I hate to say, you know, I don't want to doubt him, but I don't think he can do that again. I mean, I think it'll be more in the 20 range. Mm, well, even then, you know, um, I, I still like the fact that, you know, Tyree's stepping up. But the biggest thing, man, that, you know, Tobias is 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 becoming a Tobias where he should have been during the season. He's now a Tobias that we can count on and trust to, to get about 20, 22 points a game, man. And I think that's one of the big things, the big keys is, is why we're having some success. You know, with Embiid not coming here, he's finding a way to once he gets the ball to score it instead of once he gets it, throws it out and never sees it again. He's taking he's taking the reins of playing now. Yeah, you're right. There is more aggressiveness, and you know he uh, he claims it's not, but he is being more aggressive. Um, he's making quicker decisions, and also I think he's more comfortable too. And and what I mean by that is in the playoffs, like when Tobias first came here in the playoffs, he was kind of like. Uh, Jalen McDaniels you didn't know what you were going to get like Tobias played in one playoff series before that that's when he's with Detroit and they were swept by the Cavs when they had LeBron so now Tobias has played in more games he knows what what he has to do he knows it's a different game he knows you can't sit back you have to attack and and we're seeing that but also he has been getting more opportunities the past two games because Joel hasn't played so I honestly think, and I'm with you with Tobias, but I'm honestly thinking Tobias has to continue to bring that energy when Joel comes back because he's going to get less shot attempts. So he's going to still have to be able to take advantage of the opportunities that he gets. In this series against against Boston, it's, it's definitely all hands on deck. Now, obviously Harden was the headliner for game one, but I thought if Melton can continue to do what he does, he, he gives the Sixers that much more of a chance. What he did in that first game was as significant as, significant as anybody's contribution in terms of helping to win that game. Yeah, I agree. Now, the thing is, we talk about it is as, as good as Boston was, they shot 71%. Yes. Melton was five for five on threes. That's right. Kept them in that game. And, like, I know what they did is they went away from him. He had one shot attempt in the second half. They kind of went away from him. But he was the reason why they were able to only be down three when Boston shooting 71. And you say to yourself, hold up, you're only down three and you and that you gave up 71 percent to that. team." So I think that even though he didn't get the glory as he as he should have at the end, he was a major reason why they won that game. Yeah, Keith, it feels like on both sides, there's a lot of stuff that happened that isn't going to happen tonight. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like just some crazy (laughs) 
let's talk about Embiid's MVP here. Uh, and it really didn't turn out to be as close as many, you know, may have thought here. I, I thought he won it pretty handily. Um, yeah. Just the journey, what this means to him. You saw the emotion. You saw his teammates, how happy, genuinely happy they were for him. I just thought it was a really, whatever happens tonight, man, was a really cool moment for him last night and today. Oh, definitely, man. Like, you know, it's funny because, you know, I've been here. I was covering the team. My first year was the year before he was drafted. And when you think think back at it, you know, we think about it, man. We all know it. Winless for win, uh, winless for Wiggins. That's what right. they wanted. Like, you know, Joel Embiid was supposed to go to Cleveland. And then he, he, they find out that he had a stress fracture in his foot. He slides to the Sixers, right? And then from that point on, that was the first of two years that he missed. And then all of a sudden, his brother dies. He wants to go back home to Cameroon. And he just stays injured. And, you know, we're all calling him, people calling him Glass Joe, right? Yeah. From sure, Glass Joe, he's getting injured. And then he wins this award. So for him, that's, like, huge because of all the adversity he went through. And, like, I mean, seriously, he was real. He was serious about going back to Africa after his brother left because, face it, he's not playing. He's depressed. He's down in the dumps. And he feels like he was the reason why his brother left because he wasn't there to be the guardian mm-hmm. agent, so to speak. So, you know what I mean? This is huge for him. And one thing I'll, I'll say, Joel has grown as a, as a person. I don't know. He's yes, grown as right. a player because, you know, Joel was uh, – he was rough, man. Like, he was rough. And, um, you know, and unfortunately, I was the guy who had to report on that. So he didn't like me. And then, so now it's kind of like we have a relationship – and I'm just happy for him the way he's grown. Well, I mean, hey, you're Deep, right. Like it, you're right because I mean, I was I was talking earlier, and you know, the stream was laying. You know, he Embiid did all that stuff. I'm like Embiid taught himself that you know the Euro step, uh, his shooting. You know, during that time, his foot you know was messed up. He became a complete shooter, eighty something percent from the free throw line. I mean, his game is is, is steadily went up every single year. I mean, even him going and getting in shape. You know what I'm saying? I just, you know, I commend him for taking this game to another level. If I just said earlier, if I gave, if you gave Ben Simmons just a quarter of 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 the not the ability, but a quarter of the work ethic that Embiid has, he'd be the same way, man. He'd be the same way. You're exactly right, and I, but also think it all has to do with um, veteran leadership and, and right. doing things that way, right? So. You know, Embiid, Embiid being a big guy, Embiid doing things like that, Embiid having Luke Bayamoto. A lot of people don't talk about that. Like, this was a guy who was his MP, um, excuse me, Embiid's mentor. You know, so he had him in his life. I feel like the culture that they had in the Sixers early on, where they treated these young guys like they have already arrived, right? They weren't getting hazing. They weren't having to do all this other stuff. They didn't have to stay around extra with the vet to take extra shots. And I feel like that's what Ben Simmons didn't have. Embiid, the thing about Embiid, he wants to be great, right? He, and, and sometimes his greatness that he wants, some people say, come on, dude, like, why you want to be MVP so much? Why does it mean so much? Because he's all about legacy. He wants to go on and be the first African guy to do this, do that, one of the first players. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we look at that and we see it like, arrogance we see it as not worrying about the team goals and everything like that but that's the thing that drives him to be a winner i felt like when you have ben simmons it's kind of like okay i came here they told me i'm already the best <laughs> nobody's getting on me i'm not i'm not i'm not shooting jumpers hey oh oh i got a max 
you gave me a max extension mm. and I don't have to, I don't have a jump shot. I'm an all-star. So I, I, I think Embiid had that internal motivation, whereas wow. Ben didn't have it as much as Embiid did. Yeah. Hey Keith, uh, I said earlier in this show that to see the outpouring of emotions from Embiid, I think it's not just for this season, but I think it goes back to last year when he truly felt he should have won the award as many of us did. And I think he carried that chip on his shoulder and motivated him throughout this season to take his game Absolutely. to a little bit different level. And he finally he finally gets that albatross off his, his chest. And no matter what he told us in the media, he didn't tell us the whole truth. And that's where all that emotion came from, not just for this season, but going back to last season as well. Exactly. And, and you know, and it goes back deeper than that, too. Like, I mean, great point. He knew he should have won it before. But I also yeah. think that when he talks about his brother and all those other things, it goes yeah. back. And, and, and he's right. And, and, you know, and like the one thing that he did mention today is like we all talk about like, yo, you're being selfish because you want an MVP. It, it's kind of not like the thing to do to say it. Mm-hmm. But let's face it. If you don't want to be the guy, then I don't want you on my team. Yep. Like, I mean, I hate to say that. Like, if you don't want to be the MVP or if you don't want to be a Hall of Famer, if you don't want to do this and that. I don't know if I want you on my team because that's the yes. pinnacle for everyone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well said. Well said. Keith, listen, can't wait for the coverage tonight, man. Appreciate uh, you, bro. Yeah, man. We appreciate you hopping on with us. We always do. And uh, looking forward to talking to you when you get back to Philly, man. Thanks. Have fun tonight. And thanks for having me. And appreciate sorry, you, bro. There's a lot of people walking around. Dude, that's no, all right, worries, bro. no worries. Thanks, <laughs> appreciate Keith. Appreciate you, bro. All right, yeah. man. Take care. You can follow him on Twitter, at Pompeii on Sixers. That is Sixers beat writer. Keith Pompey, he is he is great. He always always accommodating, man, and we do appreciate it, all of our guests. Um, all right, we're we're out of time, fellas. Uh, as usual, tomorrow, baby. Woo-hoo! Tomorrow, Gritty Ellis. Gritty Ellis. I don't know. We're gonna get it going. Yes. Uh, all right, fellas. All right, guys, have a great, great. Uh, thanks to Tone to Shield for the program. Thank you, Tone. Thanks to everybody in the chat. You guys made it fun. Appreciate you hitting the like button. Thanks to everybody streaming, everybody listening. Don't go anywhere. National Football Show coming your way with Dan Cilio. We'll see you guys tomorrow at the same time. Thanks for hanging out with us. We appreciate it. Imaginations run wild and time stands still because here you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.